the NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, Kmart sends it home. This is Two Men Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Yes, 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 yes. My name is Michael Rappaport, and this is the two-man weave on NBA radio and TuneIn, live from New Orleans. The launch is here. It's real. This is the two-man weave, a.k.a. Real Chalk Talk. We are in the streets of New Orleans, hovering over. It's a beautiful day in New Orleans. Yesterday was a nightmare. It was raining, literally, literally raining, raining crawfish. Some places rain cats and dogs. In the Big Easy, it rains crawfish. And we got wet and we got wild. But I'm down here, I'm waiting for my man Kenyon Martin, co-host with the most, the two-man weave. He's in, he's in a pedicab, stuck in traffic. We have uh, Mardi Gras, we have NBA weekend, we have traffic, okay? Mardi Gras, NBA weekend, you have traffic, so we're not gonna hold it against Kenyon. I've been late to a few events this weekend, but my name is Michael Rappaport. We are down here for the All-Star Weekend. I've been coming to All-Star Games for a while. I can't remember my first one, um, but if you may, if you, you may or may not know that I'm a, a, a tremendously successful, worldwide renowned actor. Uh, and uh, because of that a world worldwide uh, renownedness, I've been invited to basketball games. I actually, uh, uh, I'm a big basketball fan. To just tell you a little bit about my personal history with basketball, I grew up in New York City having hoop dreams. Uh, they turned into hoop nightmares very quickly. Um, but when I started becoming ultra, ultra, ultra famous as a young actor, I got invited first to the, the old MTV Rock and Jock basketball games. And, and, and I remember the first year I was there, Jason Kidd, Queen Latifah, Chris Webber, Gary Payton, Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn actually, during, during the shoot-around for the Rock and Jock, I, this might have been 93 or 94, Rick Mahorn actually picked me up, and I was, I was tr- playing around with him like, yo, let me see what you got, Rick, like antagonizing him. He literally picked me up and, and tossed me in the air and moved me. Instead of, instead of moving me, he picked me up, and, and at the end of the, of the pickup, there was a little toss, like you would do a kid except for I was 24 years old. It was a humbling experience. And he didn't even try. I think he could have thrown, like he could have shot put me to half court. Um, But those games were so so much fun. And then, uh, of course, I got, uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited to NBA All-Star Games. And it's just, it really is truly for the fans. You know, there's been a lot of talk this this year about people uh, not getting voted in. Certain people should have been voted in. Certain people are frustrated they didn't get voted in. LaMarcus Aldridge. Bradley Beal, um, Dame Dollar. Speaking of Dame Dollar, we are going to have Myers Leonard of the Portland Trailblazers, seven foot one. Uh, he's a shooter and a banger. He likes to bang. He's got good hair. I don't know if he's got better hair than Gordon with the good hair Hayward. But, you know, you take it for granted that he's seven one with good hair. Uh, J.J. Redick, also fantastic head of hair. These guys weren't sloppy-headed like Chris Mullen in college or Larry Bird. Uh, Their hair never seems to move. It doesn't matter if they're in the post, 
doesn't matter if they're sweating. Even when they towel off, like normally when you towel off, your hair will move. I don't know what kind of products or crazy glue, hairspray, Myers Leonard, J.J. Reddick, and Gordon with the good hair Hayward are using, but I need some, okay? Um, but the, the All-Star Game is fantastic. Yesterday we were at the, the Celebrity All-Star Game, and, and, and listen, I, I'm a Celebrity Game uh, uh, former MVP. We know this. We know this about me. Uh, I, won, I won it one year. Uh, I didn't score many points. I scored five points. I had seven fouls. Now, a lot of people don't win MVP in games having more fouls than points. And you say seven fouls, that's not legal. That, that, that's, that's correct. I, I shut down Terrell Owens, who should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. And people will really start to appreciate what I did in that game when Terrell Owens makes it into the Hall of Fame. And I feel like part of the reason why Terrell Owens hasn't made it into Hall of Fame because it will discredit what I did defensively in a celebrity all-star game. Okay. They're, they're saying, oh, it's this and it's behavior and the writers don't like them. I think that it's a whole, I think it all comes back to me. Okay? I shut him down. I got the ball, the, f- the first two points of that year, I'm not good with years, but it was like five, six, seven, eight, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. I got the ball at the top of the elbow. I pulled up, I shot in his face, and I said, it's, it's going to happen all day, T.O. All day. And then the next play, he got it on a break, and he's running, and it's Terrell Owens. And you think, like, well, Terrell Owens, you know, he doesn't know anything about basketball. First of all, he does play ball, and and this is why he was still in the NFL. You're seeing NFL athleticism, and I'm guarding him. Am I scared? No, because I took this left forearm, I planted it right in his chest, and I said, you're going to have to eat this wood all night. No, Bruno. So he caught the ball on a break coming on the right side, and, and he wanted to dunk the ball on me. <laughs> that ain't happening, T.O. Stripped his ass. I, that's as much as the cursing as I'm going to do here, but I'm going to say it one more time. I stripped his ass. And then what do you do after you strip, T.O.? You get in his face and you start talking. See, when you're, when you're, when you're a crap talker, when you're a trash talker, and you know you're going against another trash talker, the most important thing to do is bring it right to him. It's to bring it right to him. You don't, you don't back down from a trash talker. You bring, you bring it right to him. Okay, so, so that, that, amongst a few other plays, I became the celebrity game MVP. That's a fact. You can't take that away from me. We're just being joined by the great Kmart. Kenyon hey. Martin, you don't even have to explain it. Pe- Kenyon Martin was in a pedicab. Uh, 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 and don't worry about it. Traffic, traffic. Just, just <laughs> sweating profusely. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Don't worry about it. We got. It. I'm just talking about. Listen, we talk a lot about your accomplishments on the court. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about some of the things I've done on the court oh, right now. I appreciate it. Okay, so you you don't I appreciate worry about you holding the fort down. Yeah, while do, I was, while don't, I was getting do not worry, but because because I, I just came to the realization that you know T.O. Terrell Owens, yeah. he's been left out of the Hall of Fame. Okay, and I feel like. And when, one of the reasons why he's been taken out of the Hall of Fame, and, and they're, they're slow to put him in there, is because you may or may not know this, Kenyon. I shut him down in the Celebrity All-Star Game. Lockdown defender, huh? Lockdown defender. And I was talking greasy to him. And the reason why I was talking greasy to him is because he likes to talk. Yeah. So what you do with somebody like that is you bring it to them first. But So before he could get a, a words out, 
He's thinking, oh, I'm just here in a celebrity game. This actor's guarding me. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm in your chest all night, T.O. Right now. It, it, it's not going to stop. I'm bringing it to you rough, rugged, and raw all night long. From the tip. From the tip. And I think it threw him off. And you know what? When Torello Owens sees me, he shows me the respect I deserve. As he should. As he As should. As he should. All right, Kmart, how you feeling? You good? I'm wonderful, man. I'm wonderful, man. I'm happy to be here, man. It took me a little while, but hey, we're here. We're going to rock this thing out, man. Listen, it's fine, man. The traffic, Mardi Gras, tra Mardi Gras traffic and NBA All-Star Weekend traffic, and it was actually raining. It wasn't raining cats and dogs. It was raining crawfish last yeah. night. <laughs> did, did you get caught in the rain? No, I was inside, man. I didn't go out in. You know, I, I, I left here when I got something to eat. I stayed there for a little bit. Um, I stayed inside for most of the night. Yeah. Um, after I, the rain stopped, I, I got out a little bit. Oh, you did? Yeah, just yeah, a little bit? Just a little bit. I, I saw dudes literally walking into restaurants and the places looking like they had, like, playing, uh, you know, uh, you know when you, you, you play, uh, what is it called when the apple, uh, dunking for apples. Oh. Like, I was, I saw some dudes, I was like, yo, what, what, like, were you getting into a ruckus? Like, they looked like they, there was, like, a shower, but they were taking it with their clothes. Like, I never seen people walk around pouring rain like that. And just oblivious to it. Oblivious to it, like in suits. Yeah. And we, I was, this was at the Celebrity All-Star Game. This is how I got started. You, you didn't go to the Celebrity All-Star Game. No, I didn't. You missed nothing. <laughs> you, you, you missed nothing. The Celebrity All-Star Game, listen, we need to start rethinking it. My man Snoop Doggy Dog, he FaceTimed me. The, the, the All-Star Game next year is, is in Los Angeles. Listen, L.A., Snoop Dogg. It's going down. I think should have tryouts. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're not having tryouts. Well, maybe they should have, have tryouts. Because I have tryouts. But if they have tryouts, I might not make the team. You'll make it if you. No, you'll make it. We're, we're some of the trash that they didn't put out there the last few years, man. I, it was terrible. I think you got a shot. I think you got a shot always, Mike. Former MVPs should be automatically. Listen, former MVPs don't have to try out. Period. I'm saying. But me and Snoop made a commitment to start doing two a days on Monday. Okay. Okay. So me and Snoop Dogg, listen. We're coming. We're doing two-a-days starting Monday. The season starts Monday for me and Snoop Dogg. He FaceTimed me when I was at the game. And, you know, getting a FaceTime from Snoop Dogg is always weird because you're like, yo, there's Snoop Dogg. But that's my man. And he was like, yo, we got to get, get it back. I say, it's your city next year. There's no, we don't have to ask questions. This is your city. You know who will try to take over the celebrity game if it's in L.A.? Who? Game. He, he's a problem. He can play ball. <laughs> I have no problem no, with that. He gonna try to take over the celebrity game. That, that's fine. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. That's that, that's not a problem. They're, they're, you know, it's a twelve-man roster. Game would be dope. I, we need to step it up because last night the celebrity game, and I, no disrespect to the young actors and the internet stars and all that stuff, but I, I want to tell you something, celebrities. Do those two words really go in the same sentence? Celebrity ba and basketball? No, internet stars. In this day and age, they do. Oh, okay. In, in this day and age, they do. Oh, I got you. But it's a valid question. But, but just, to, just to tell you, Master P, the great Master P, make you say, uh, he looked like he was trying to make you yo, say, yum. Yo, did you see the, um, somebody posted a meme with him and um, when Martin Lawrence played Big Mama? Big Mama House, did you see that I one? didn't say it. Oh, my God. Yo. Listen, I was in tears. Martin Lawrence, yo. Did you I ever, was in tears, man. Did you ever come across, because at one point, Master P was like trying out for the, for the NBA. Yeah, I've had this discussion with people the last few days when somebody told me he was playing in the game. He played, it was, they invited him to training camp. Yeah. He, he knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. That was as far as it was. Yeah, I don't think he had a shot in hell of making that team. Now, who is the best actor, celebrity, rapper you've ever seen it, like at a charity event, 
uh, uh, you know, or at the Rucker or, or any kind of stuff that you've done in the offseason? Like, like the legit, like, could sort of play. Not at NBA level, but that game, you, game could play. Game. Um, Chris Brown can play. Chris Brown can play. Chris Brown can play. Um, I think Justin Bieber can play a little bit. No, 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 my man. My man. My man. Hold on. Now, now you see, you, 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 listen. <laughs> Threw that out there just to get yeah. a reaction. <laughs> now I'm starting to sweat here. I can tell you something. Justin Bieber, I tried, <laughs> yo, I tried, the, I tried the Kenyon Martin Justin Bieber in the celebrity game. Because this is when he was like. What, flagrant what, what, two. I tried to flagrant two him. I, but I could, he's, like a little, like, he's like a little water buck. Yeah. I couldn't catch him. Couldn't catch him. He's like a little Canadian jackrabbit. <laughs> but I tell you something. When, when I played with him, I think he was 16. And it was just at the height of his teeny bopper fame. And I never, ever saw, out of any NBA players, actors, I never saw, it was like the one-man Beatles. Like, wherever he went in the arena, like, the, like, if you wanted to avoid traffic, go the opposite way. Because he walked, the whole place went. Yeah. He walked another way, the whole place went. But I literally, if you watch the tape of me going against him in this celebrity all-star game, there's one point, speed has never been my thing, Kenyon. I know it looks, no, you, you see me, you're like, really? You're like, it's yeah. yeah. But he ran past me, and I tried to, I, I literally, like, I, I came from here to try to foul that little Canadian jackrabbit, and I just couldn't get my hands on him. He won the MVP that year, but see, at that point, they started letting the fans vote. And the whole, you talk about the NBA being went soft. South. Yeah, it, it went, went south. The, the Celebrity All Star game has went soft. <laughs> I won it, the great Stuart Scott. God rest, God, his, God soul. rest his soul. He said, you know who's the celebrity game MVP this year? You, Michael Rappaport. He handed me the trophy. I raised it up. I cried. <laughs> as I should. Yeah, but it wasn't voted by the fans. Of course, if Bieber's playing, he's going to win the, game, the, yeah. the MVP. He was on the losing team. It's the most popular vote. It's a joke. This is the two-man weave. We're here with Kenyon Martin. We got Detlef Shrimp. We got Myers Leonard. What's your impression of New Orleans All-Star Weekend so far, Kenyon? So far, so good. Um, minus the rain. Yes. Um, just, but um, everything else so far um, is well put together. Yep. Um, I think, I don't know, it was kind of last minute from them taking them from Charlotte, this, that, and the third. But it's come off well. Um, it's come off well so far. Um, <laughs> the few events I went to so far, um, it's been done first class. So um, I'm excited for the city. Is there anybody in the NBA at this point in your career, since you've been around it for so long, uh -huh. and you're a person that people uh, and fans get excited to see, is there anybody in the NBA that you run into at these All-Star games? Because, like, on the walk over here, my guys saw Iverson. We saw KG. Is there anybody, like, uh, the old dudes where you, like, kind of, like, the fan and you kind of comes back? You know, like, where you, like... The same guys like Dr. J. Um, Kareem. You never get over that, right? Not at all. I'm, I've, I'm never starstruck, but but just seeing those guys like does something like, like man, that's, that's Dr. J. Right. Or, or seeing Bill Russell and knowing like his accomplishments. Right. You know what I'm saying and things like that. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I was a, I'm a big big time Detroit Pistons fan growing up. So anytime running across Isaiah or Rick Mahorn or those guys, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that like just running across. Bill Ambeer, man, right. playing with the Knicks and um, he was coaching the Liberty and seeing him in the building. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like stuff like that. But yeah, so just um, just paying homage, man, in a way, um, respect. Um, saw Zoe yesterday. Right. You know just, just just people who I um I respect the way they played the game. Right. And and, and those are um, some of the few. 
Do you remember when you were coming up, whether it was your first year, whether it was in college, excuse me, <clears throat> the first pro whoever gave you props that it meant something to you, where, where you were still just a young dude, like whether you were at Cincinnati or, you know, in the league, who, you know, who said, I like the way you play and it meant something to you. Yeah, it was like the Oakleys and, uh, and Rick Mahorn and those guys, like, yeah, young fella, you came around at the wrong time. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm like, like, you're like, you are a kind of guy. You know, like the way I play the game, the way I approach the game, they, they appreciated that. For a guy like Oak to tell me something like that and, and Rick Mahorn, and they were known for being, the, 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 I'm saying, being more aggressive than their opponents. Right. You know, the, like that means a lot to me. What was the first time you were on the court? I mean, it had to be your rookie season where you're playing against a pro, somebody that you had watched, you know, uh, admired, where you're actually on the court that you were like, yo, I can't believe I'm in the NBA. Like, who, who was the first person, like, where you, where you're, you know, where you're like... Um, Jordan had retired and came back. It wasn't the same Michael Jordan, but to play against him when he was with the Wizards, you're still playing against Michael Jordan. Did you, for, did still, you bug out off of it's, that? It's still Michael Jordan. You right. Know what I'm like, I wish I would have got a, the opportunity to play against him when he was with the Bulls, like, in his prime and being able to chance to say I guarded Mike then. Right. But um, I started on him. Um, it was my matchup to start You the guarded game. on Michael yeah, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my matchup. I used to guard the threes at the time. Um, yeah, man, just being out there with Mike. And what and was then, that like? Like, what do you just, remember about it? It was like a, it was like an all moment, kind of. But I still wanted to bust his ass, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's Michael Jordan, but I still wanted to get the best of him. But actually, he scored. Um, we played a game. I don't think I played the game that he scored 40 against us when I was with the Nets. Um, we had Donnie Marshall gardening and a few other guys, and, and Mike went out and scored 40. But, yeah, man, just um, – and a funny story about that, we hadn't sold out a home game yet in Jersey. Uh-huh. Mike came back to the Wizards. We hadn't sold out a home game. Mike come back. Meadowlands sold out. Right. Right? We come out, we put 74 on him in the first half. He don't play the second half. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> he, was, he was – that was it. We put 74. It was like 74. We was up like 35 at half. Right. He was like, yeah, ain't nothing I can do in this game. Wait, was he, he was in like a, a low-key trash talker. Yeah, it's subtle, though. Like, it's not rah-rah. He's going to get right up next to you and like talk to you in your ear real close. Did he, did you know he say some stuff to you? Like I had on a back brace one day we was playing. Like, I was having like a back spasm or something, so he felt it. He was like, oh, what we got here? So he asks for the ball every trip. Are you serious? He asks for the ball every trip. Like, that's, that's the assassin in him. I appreciate that. Right. Because I'm not going to back down no matter what I got going on. Right. Like, I'm going to take it as a challenge, you know? So he felt the back brace. He was like, oh, what we got here? That's cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So stories like that. Like, it's like but just to say that I had the opportunity. It's beautiful. To, 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 I was on the court with Michael Jordan. Who, who was another player where you were, like, you were, you were proud to be going against, like, your rookie season? You, you, how old were you when you were a rookie in the NBA? 22. 22 a, years yeah, old. Yeah, I was a grown man when I came in. Who, who were some of the other dudes, like, your first season that you were, like, hyped, excited, you know, like anxious I, to play? Um, like I said, I grew up in Dallas. Watching Jay Kidd play, watching Jamal Mashburn play, right. watching Jim Jackson play. Right. And them guys going out there scoring 50 back-to-back games. Right. Jamal Mashburn gave Scottie Pippen 50, mm-hmm. you know. So to be out there and play against them. Right. Like, be out there, like, I'm, I'm guarding them my rookie year. Right. I'm guarding Allen Houston. I'm guarding Sprewell. Like, those guys. Like, I'm guarding Chris Webber. Like, I'm guarding Tim Duncan. Like, all, all those guys who, I, who came right before me that had already made a name for themselves for being great. You know, so 
just to be out there with them guys, man, the likes of like a lot of guys on their way out when I came in, they were a little older. Um, I got a chance to play against David Robinson. Right. You know, um, I got a chance to play against Gary Payton. Right. You know, um, got an opportunity to play on the team with Jason Kidd. Yep. But, but this, like those kind of guys who are, like I grew up like those guys play the game the right way. All right, this is a two-man weave. Yeah. My name is Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin. We're in the building. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back. We're talking all-NBA. We're talking all-star game. We're talking dunk contest. I don't know if it's even worth discussing celebrity game anymore. But we're here in New Orleans. The two-man weave, NBA on TuneIn. We'll be right back. Two-Man Weave continues after this, live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend on the NBA on TuneIn. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. got a bit of wear and tear and sadly in 09 it was me your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire spark a change not a wildfire visit smokybear.com brought to you by the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, 
and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Stay out of their lane. It's Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? All the way back down, he tipped in the alley for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunker of that. Live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. All right. This is Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin, the two-man weave, the confrontational two. Coming live and direct from New Orleans, NOLA. Beautiful, beautiful Saturday afternoon in the Big Easy. Very. Thank goodness. Yeah, needed it, needed it, man. I don't like coming somewhere and the the weather messed up. You were looking forward to having a good time. Just put a damper on on the whole environment. I I left my house today like I was going on a camping trip. I didn't know what was going to happen. I got a bag. I got got snow gear. (laughs) And shorts. I don't know what the is. It's going to be hot, cold. That, 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 that rain shook me yesterday because like, it was hard to get a cab. You know how bad it was at home yesterday? How, in California? It was bad. Terrible, right? It was bad. I don't know, man. Yes. Yeah, Mother Nature doing something. Yes. This is, hey. Where's Tony Tony Tone when we need him in California? I thought yeah. it never rains in Southern California. Yeah, and they, yeah. they, they tell me it never rains in Southern California. Habitual liars. Yeah. Tony Tony Tony. Habitual liars. All right. I think they should be sued for that. Yeah, because it, it rained all winter in Southern yeah, California. Yeah, they should give all the money back from those proceeds because, they, yeah, they definitely lied to us. Right, to the drought. Yes. All right, Kenyon, let's get into the NBA. We talked enough. Golden State, the Big Four, they beat the cupcakes, the blah, 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 blah. The Cleveland, and then and, and the Kevin Love of it all. Talk about the West, Okay. Who is going to, let's just ask you this, who's going to give, who's going to make it to the Western Conference problems and give those guys a tussle in the West? Are the Houston Rockets for real? I have resentment. I used to love Mike D'Antoni when he was with Phoenix. Then he came to New York. Okay, now he shaved his mustache and he thinks he's cool. I, 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 I don't know. When he was in New York, he had that mustache and, and then we, we, it was boom. Now you go to Houston and everything's working out. What do you make of the Houston Rockets and that team? From where they were last year, um, the turmoil they were in last year, right. um, for the turnaround um, this year, um, you got to give hats off to the, the players, the coaches, and all that. Um, it's tough, man, when you're shooting 33s a night, you know what I'm saying, to, um, for that to sustain. But they've proved it so far the um, first half of the season that if you make enough, Teams go try to shoot with you and they can't. Mm-hmm. James Harden is playing out of his mind. Uh, that's like the things he's doing for that team and being such a willing passer now. Right. Is 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 immaculate. Is, is that crazy though? Because because you the word you said was is the word that I said. 
willing passer. Yeah, yeah. And, and does that show the first three, three years was like, yo, I want to establish myself? But, like, what clicked in his brain? Because I could as much as the talent that James Harden had, I couldn't stand watching him because play. It's a conversation. It's a coach having a conversation with a player. Saying something like, this is what I need from you. Got to pass and, the ball. And, and, no, this is what I need from you in order for us to be successful. Right. You know? Like, instead of you shooting it 28 times a night, shoot it 21 times a night, and, and showing him on film like those other seven shots where guys might be open. Right. And, and you still can get your 25, 26 a night. Right. And lead the league in assists. <clears throat> and that's what he's proving to people that right now he is he's like I, I, I read a comment or saw something like he think you're the best player in the world so right. hey, if your confidence is if you don't have confidence in yourself uh, confidence in yourself then who will you know but he is he is he is getting the best out of those guys who <laughs> that are around him that they've put in place um, shooters and but you still have to play defense in this league. I was going to ask you, can <laughs> so, you be the so best player the in the world? Can you be an MVP if you seriously, I mean, the, 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 the Instagram don't lie. Yeah, he's giving an honest effort right now. He's a little bit more. An honest effort, but Sometimes still, it looks like it he doesn't just care. Him, but, it, but it ain't just him, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, Break people, it down. Oh, James Harden, a bad defender. James Harden, a bad defender. James Harden, oh, he might be bad. But it's not tennis. It's a team sport. Right. Like, they have to pick up for his deficiencies? Yeah, like you know he's bad. You Listen, you know he's bad. Is defense effort? Yes, skill? Yes, yes, effort. But at a certain point, like, I, I can say this. It's effort and, and, and paying attention to details. Like, you, listen, you can be a bad defender, but be a great team defender. And what's the difference? Like, like, like people say Melo's a bad defender. No, right. Melo's not a good team defender. And what does but that mean? But if you say Melo, go out and guard him. Right. He going to guard him. He gonna guard that one person. But if you somebody go back door and you expect Melo to tag, uh, he, he might not be there. Okay. You know what I'm saying. And does that come from tape? Does it come from effort? Does it come from learning? Is it attention to details? How do you improve? All, all of that. Right. All of that. All of that. Everything that you just named comes into play. Right. But you have to like. Do they know James is a bad defender? Right. Like you can hide him out there. At times you can scheme and pop play the game in, in order to hide him and mm -hmm. make sure he's not on the weak side if you need him to tag and stuff like there's ways you can do that right um but he has to want to do it he's putting forth the effort right now but like you have to hold people accountable man like you look go in there and sit down and, and watch film and this can't happen right like in order for us to be good and get to where we go or want to get to this can't you can't be this bad defensively right because tape don't lie Tape don't lie. The tape, ball don't lie. The ball don't tape lie. Tape don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And Fox News, they don't lie? According to some people. I don't know. I don't know. Is it fake news or not? Is it fake news? Is it very fake news? Or is it alternative facts? Alternative facts. And, and, and also, the thing about the fake news, the tape not lying, where's the real tape and where's the real news? That's what I just want to know. But let's say focus on yes. basketball. On the, at the task at hand. Because we'll, we'll be here all day. Yeah. When you, when you brought up uh, um, Washington, la I'm sorry, Houston last year, mm -hmm. and again, you're not on this team. This is just what you see, your instinct. Yeah. You have a feel for certain players' behavior, effort. Dwight Howard, in my opinion, to me, has been such a frustrating player because when he came to the league, you're like, this is the next dude. You know, like he was like a man child. He was like 15. 
He had these shoulders like this. He was incredible. And like, then it sort of hit a ceiling. Obviously, that back injury was, was tough. But what, what is the stigma with Dwight Howard? What is, the, what is the thing with Dwight Howard that everywhere he goes, it sort of becomes this sort of frustrating thing or it leaves with turmoil? In your opinion. Because people, people expect Dwight to be Shaq. Right. He's not. Right. He's far from it. Right. Like, people expect him to be this, this dominant force. He's not. Right. Dwight Howard's athletic. He jumped high. He was a good shot blocker. He was a good rebounder. Right. You, Other than that, what I'm not throwing the ball in the game on the line for Dwight to go give me a bucket. Do you think that no matter what team he's been on so far? Do you think he never learned how to play basketball yeah. in terms of the, the working out with Akeem and all that? It don't matter if you don't know how to if you if, if it's not in you. Right. If it's not in you, like he, he he has been good at what he was rebounding and blocking shots. That's who he is. And do you think he didn't put the effort in or like because like I you said, can work at it. You can work at it. He right. works at shooting free throws. If it ain't in you, it ain't in you, man. Right. Like you can't just you can't force it. Right. Like, if it's like that's just who he is. He's a rebounder. He's a shot block. He plays hard. Right. But you can't expect that you're gonna throw him the ball on the block and for him to go get you one. Right. Like that's like that's not who he is. You knew you threw that thing down the shack. He gonna go get you one. Right. Or he gonna draw a foul. Right. Minus the free throw issues, but people didn't look at Dwight. I've never looked at Dwight as a dominant player. Right. Even when he was kicking butt defensively? What was was that? Guys getting out of the way, letting you rebound the ball. Right. Like, like, everybody get caught up in numbers and stats and all that, man. I've never been a numbers guy. Okay. Because numbers can be deceiving at times. Yeah. Like, when you're the only one you team shoot and there's four guys on the perimeter – and you're the only one under the basket. Right. Yeah, you're going to average 15 rebounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you having conversations with the teammates. Like, yeah, I, uh, I got this incentives in my con. Like, I need to get this. Right. Mm-hmm. He right. had incentives. No, I don't know if he did, but I'm saying I've been in a situation where a guy had to average seven amount of rebounds in order to get. And he, Let me get saying? this loose ball. Yeah. Like, so there's situations that happen, but, but Dwight, he, he athletic, yes. Rebounder, yes. Shot, Shot blocker, blocker in his prime. Okay. okay. He wasn't intimidating nobody. Right. Like, so it's just what people, people expect him to be something that he's not. I got so you. So that's what it is. All right. The East. Cleveland, Schlieveland. Okay. Enough with the, enough with the Cavaliers. I've had enough with LeBron. LeBron blames. I'm sorry. Did I say blames or James? <laughs> did I say LeBron blames or did I say James? I didn't hear it correctly. Let me hear it again. Blame, LeBron blames. I'm sorry. LeBron James. Okay. I've had enough with these guys. I can't stand the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're, 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 they're hurt now with Kevin Love. And, and you know, and I feel like that's going to be a part of his, 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 uh, his career. He's, he always gets hurt. Who can sort of possibly push? It's either Boston or Toronto. Who can push Cleveland to the brink going into the playoffs this year? Barring, you know, injuries. Those two teams, Toronto and Boston, are there. Um, if you want to throw another team in the fray that's playing well right now, is Washington. Can, uh, can they contend? If they keep up the play, man, they learn how to play together. They figure it out. I think um, Scott Brooks is a hell of a coach. Yep. He's a hell of a coach, man. Um, he knows the game. He's, he's a student of the game, been around it. Um, I think they can, can have a chance. I think they have a chance because there's no – 
Because it can either – it's all the matchups, who plays who. Right. You know what I'm so if Washington plays Boston and they beat either one or Toronto plays one, like it, it, it all depends on who the matchups are. Right. And so we automatically thinking Cleveland is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's pretty much – people are guaranteeing that. So, But out there, it's, it's still wide open um, after the first lot. We all know that. Um, but – it all depends on the matchups. Okay. It all depends on who plays who um, before the Eastern Conference Finals. One thing about Washington that that, that uh, concerned me, I like their team. I like Beal. I like Wall. Mm-hmm. I like my man Gortat. I like his nose. <laughs> I like everything about him. <laughs> but but they lost to Cleveland in, in, in that tough game, and, and, uh, and um, LeBron uh, made that incredible shot, a very LeBron-like shot. Um, and, and, you know, a week after the game, uh, I heard John Wall say, we, we lost the war to Cleveland. And he was almost satisfied that it was that tough of a game. And, and to me, I was like, you still lost. Yeah. Like, I, you shouldn't be like, content that you pushed him to the brink and that even though LeBron made that fantastic shot, he's going to do that from time to time. Is it a moral victory you're looking at, you think? That's what I thought they were like cool with a moral victory. And I go, no, if you're trying to really beat these dudes, you, gotta beat them. you, should, you shouldn't be happy that you put them in overtime. Yeah. I- you know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's a bad choice of words if that's, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I think they actually would like to get another shot at him. Right. Like in the series, and they can push him. Um, but they're young, they're energetic, and they got pieces. Right. Um, so we'll see. Um, you, know, you can't back down when you play Cleveland, man. You got to take the fight to them. And I think teams are starting to realize that. And how so? Like, what do you mean bring the fight to them? Like, you, like, you can't be on your heels, man. Like, you can't turn the ball over. You got to keep them off fast break. And you, like, they like to run at you. So, right. So you have to run at them. Um, you know, you got to run it back at them. Um, be aggressive from the tip. Be aggressive from the jump, man. And, and like I so said, if you play on your heels and you play tentative against Cleveland, you turn the ball over, and they go run you out of the gym every time. Do you think, do you think that teams are guarding LeBron James correctly? And, and what, what, no. what do you think is the key to sort of – you can't stop him. You can only contain him. Yeah. And, and what, what, what do you think uh, is the best way as a team defensively to, to go at LeBron? If it was my – if it was me and coaching and I had the scheme against him, against LeBron, um, he's obviously a great player, man. Um, um, but for me, it's like teams overhelp, like when he has the ball, he's a willing passer. Okay. He's a willing passer. He's averaged over seven assists his whole career. He's a willing passer. And when he, he's, he's in the post or he's driving, like, teams get, they, they panic, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, oh, LeBron's going to the pass. I have to help. Mm-hmm. So you help. Your man get a wide open three. Or if and now you're caught in rotations. Right. So it's a swing, swing, wide open three for JR. Swing, swing, wide open three for Shannon Fry. Swing, swing, wide open three for Kyle Corbin. Right. So... Pick and rolls or in the post or whatever, anything LeBron James is involved in, if it's a pick and roll, I'm going to switch it. Right. Switch it, tell everybody to stay home. Everybody stay on him man T- to man. Whoever's on LeBron, you guard him. The other four, you touch your man, stay home. Make him go school. Listen, gap in, make him a jump shooter, give him arm space, contest it late, and live with the result. Why do you think teams are so into double teaming him and, and, and trying to switch out on they him? They panic. Oh, we're in a bad way. Got to go double. Right. Oh, LeBron's in the post. We got to go double. Right. Go score. 
Let him let make him totally make him, beat you. Make him beat you. Is he more effective as a? Like, yes, because everybody's involved now. Right, that right. ball moving, pop, it's popping. Everybody moving, everybody involved. Everybody's in the rhythm. Right. And LeBron got to be a playmaker. He got to go try to score, but nobody else is in the rhythm. I got you. Like you have one other guy that can go get his own shot on that team. That's Kyrie Irving. Right. You know. So LeBron get off of he throw it to Kyrie. All right, it's one on one now. So now you're making him play one on one basketball. I got you. you know what I'm Instead of the ball moving and popping and everybody's involved, they lobs and Tristan Thompson, this, that, and the third. You know <coughs> was that essentially what uh, Popovich and them did when yeah. they were when they were going against him in Miami? And they swept him. No, no, this wasn't the first time that Cleveland played San Antonio. Right. When they got swept. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, fantastic. San Antonio, they switched the pick and roll. Oh, they, it was beautiful. They forced them left up top on the mid-pick and roll. They forced them left. And gapped, shoot it. Gapped him and made him shoot tough twos. He wasn't a good shooter then. He's worked at it and gotten better, but... You gap him and you live with the result. Shoot the ball, LeBron. And you live. Shoot it. Shoot it. Box out. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, you live with the result. Right. But teams overhelp. I got they you. They panic. They overhelp. And then you get, you get, then you get caught in rotations, and it's all bad from there. Okay. All right. This is a two-man weave. That's good basketball stuff. Let me tell you something about Kenyon Martin. Uh, he was known as an athletic player, physical player. Goon-like tendencies. I'm sort of known the same way in real life. Kenyon Martin can break down analytics, basketball one-on-one, as good as anybody. This is the two-man weave, a.k.a. Real Chalk Talk. We'll be right back. We're down here in the Big Easy. We're talking greasy. We're coming back with Myers Leonard of the Portland Trailblazers. We're going to talk to him about whether or not they could squeeze into the eighth seed He's looking I want sharp. to find out if that, sh- if that shirt is custom or not. He's got long arms, Kenyon. I-, I got long arms, too. Where you get the shirt from, Myers? We'll be right back on NBA TuneIn from New Orleans. Two-Man Weave will be right back, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? 
We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. We're back. You're listening to the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Against his old teammate, his old hometown, Kmart takes the air right out of the building. It's Two Man Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans on the NBA on TuneIn. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. This is TuneIn NBA. This is the Two Man Weave coming live and direct from New Orleans. It's nice here today. It was pouring, raining cats and dogs, raining cats and dogs. I'm here with Portland Trailblazer, very tall. I like your shirt. I want to know where you get your shirt. Myers Leonard. You ever been down to uh, New Orleans? For, for, you ever been to an All-Star Weekend? I have not. Never been to an All-Star Weekend. Uh, you know, I've been to New Orleans because we play the Pelicans. Right. Um, but outside of that, I have not. What, what, is, your, what is your takeaway from an a, a, a All-Star Weekend so far? Well, it's been a bit bit hectic. Yeah. Uh, you talk about having Mardi Gras and an NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, a lot going on. A lot of right. people. Right. Um, but, you know, from what I've seen, it's, it's been a cool city. Are you Now, you don't seem like you're like, I'm going to go out till 6 a.m., get bent over solid <laughs> type of dude. But have you gone to the parties? Like, you know, because the thing that I think that's the most interesting, whether you participate or just watch, to me, just the eclectic kinds of people that show up for mm. all-star weekend to mm. me is the best thing now you might not be able to be a great people watcher because you're a, a rather tall dude but but have, have you have you noticed just the eclectic debauchery that's down here 
first of all, great verbiage. But second, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's a, a lot of people here. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, when you have two different events, like I mentioned, Mardi Gras and the NBA All Star Weekend, right. you know, there's there's going to be quite a collection of people. Um, you know, one group's here to party and have fun, um, which I suppose people for All Star would be too. Yeah, you got to. But then you also have the super sport fans, and, right? You know, the NBA fans who are who are here to watch, you know, the dunk contest and the game and all that. So, it, 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 so what? What, what, uh, what are you going to go to the dunk contest? Are you going to go to the game? I haven't decided yet, to be honest. I got an extra ticket. Are they not hooking you up with tickets, Myers? Well, I, I have tickets. You got uh, tickets? But but uh, my wife's here. Uh, oh, okay. I got a couple of buddies in town. So, I got you. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to possibly go watch CJ shoot. Okay. Uh, you know, that's my guy. So, uh, you know, I'm obviously rooting for him. Okay. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not exactly sure yet. I got a couple more events I got to do. So, with this crazy traffic, you, you never know you. how long it's going to take you to get somewhere. All right. So, speaking of All-Star Weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dame, Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard, CJ, both off the All-Star team, okay? Dame has spoken out about it. I mean, Damon, Damon is having a really good year. Last year, I think his first half was a little better. What is your opinion of these guys being, you know, excluded this year? Because I think, I think at least one of them. And, but these guys, first of all, they're short. Second of all, they're the most uh, explosive backcourt. In my opinion, I compare them to the John Wall, Bradley Beal backcourt because they're a little undersized, but they just go, 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 mm-hmm. go. So how do you feel at those guys about, about, about those guys being left off the team? I mean, first of all, Damon CJ, both very, very impressive. Great teammates, great guys. Right. Um, you know, both able to score at a very high clip. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes – things just don't go your way right um you know for me personally i would have liked to see both of them on the all-star team right um but unfortunately you know it just didn't happen for him this year uh like i said they're both incredibly talented players right um but what makes it even better for them is and i know them personally is they're they're great guys so i would have loved to see them on the team me too but uh you know it is what it is sometimes i suppose yeah i hear you i hear you i i think it was unfair and i feel like there's been so much sort of disappointment, uh, frustration with the All-Star game this year, and I feel like because the fans, and obviously the All-Star game is for the fans, but mm-hmm. I think people are multiple multiple voting, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's getting, they have to figure out a way to, to, to marginalize it. So the fans can have their say, and then the players or maybe make it 14 players instead of 12. I, something, because I feel like there's a handful of guys, especially in the West, that have gotten left off uh, the All-Star team. And even, even in the East, you know, with the Carmelo and the Kevin Love, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting. You know, you look at the NBA, you know, it's the greatest collection of players there is. Right. Um, so many talented guys and guys every year that get left off just because maybe another guy's had just a little bit better of a year. Right. But let's say this guy is having a career year and feeling good about himself. All of a sudden he gets left off. You know, there's frustration that, right. that comes with that. But, um, you know, I think guys um, – want to be a part of it and it's it's good for their uh, for their personal brand and you know it's it's certainly fun to 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 be a part of the weekend and everything like that so again sometimes it is what it is right um but hey you know it, it, if they can figure out a way to maybe uh, like you say kind of marginalize it and, and figure out a way to uh make it to where there's less frustration right it's, it's always going to be tough all right now you're you're seven one you're a big guy in my opinion who could bang 
but who could also take it outside. Mm. When you were a kid growing up, being probably the biggest guy, were you always taught to play? You got to be in the block. You got to be in luck. Did you ever imagine big guys being so far out? I mean, Joel Embiid, mm. I never seen a guy that big shoot three pointers, mm. whether they go in or not. Just like for me, I'm, I'm a little older than you. Sure. I look younger than you. I look fantastic. Absolutely. I look like a million bucks. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But, but for me, you know, like just, just growing up, like you never would imagine like Moses Malone or Kareem shooting threes. Like, sure. So was it an adjustment? And when did you start having to add that to, the, to your game? Or was this something you did as a kid? Like how did it become that? Because now it's like you have to be a big man that could at least spread the floor a little bit to, sure. in order to be an NBA big man, which is to me crazy. It is interesting. You know, the game evolves. Um, and uh, right now it's certainly in a, in a place where being versatile and being able to space the floor and, and do a lot of things well is, is what you have to do. Right. Um, to be honest, I, since I was always the biggest guy, right. I, they always stuffed me down in the post right. and say, hey, you know, work on left hook, right hook. Jump hooks. Um, yeah, you know, make a free throw. Right. Uh, but I always worked on my ball handling a little bit, and I, was, I always loved to shoot. You know, I'd stay before and after and all that, just even as a youngster. Right. Because uh, I always, you know, I thought it was cool that the guards could be out there, and so I always worked on my touch, and I, you know, to this day, my, I, I feel good, right. you know, out of the three-point line. So the fact that I've been able to, to evolve, you know, just outside of the mid-range now to three, you know, trail threes, pick-and-pop threes, the ability to space the floor, especially for guys like Damon CJ, for us, right. uh, you know, personally with the Trailblazers. Right is big for our team. You know, right. it opens up um, opportunities for other guys. So, you know, it's interesting now that, you know, you, like you said, Joel Embiid, you know, huge guy, Marcus Gasol, Boogie, all these guys. It looks crazy to me. It, it, it's I mean, interesting. For me, it's, it's just an adjustment. And, and I wonder, like, you know, I mean, obviously being a tall person and being, you know, so tall, you know, as a basketball player, but, like, young kids – that are big men mm-hmm. are and like if they're really talented are going to have to sort of start thinking that way early because no it is part of being a successful center in the NBA. I would agree with that statement. Um, you know, I think uh, more and more these days, young kids are are developing <laughs> at a very rapid rate. Right. And um, bigs in particular will, like you said, have to. You know, let's say in high school, be comfortable maybe at the three-point line. Not necessarily to shoot them. Maybe their their coach will want them on the block. But the fact that they can at least think about it, right, um, will be big. And then you know they they develop and they go to college. And then if if, if they develop into an NBA player, uh, you know, as a big, it'll it'll be important because that's the way the game is going. Right. Uh, you look at, you know, the Warriors. Sometimes they've got Steph, Clay, KD. Andre Draymond. And, and Draymond at the five. I right. mean, you know, there's there's no um, legit big out there right. per se, because Draymond's so versatile. Right, and so, Draymond's not a back-to-the-basket player. Right. He always, to me, always seems uncomfortable with his... I, I want to get him... Draymond, I'm going to take you to camp to someone. We're going to work on the jump hook left, <laughs> jump hook right, because I think he should add that to his arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean Draymond, in the, in the post, the one thing that the Warriors do really well that people kind of down, you know, they see all, all the shots going and everything, but it, they play a lot actually off the post, not per se to score. Right. But uh, Steph dumps it into the post, and all of a sudden they're running their split action. Right. And for our, for our guards or any, you know, group of guards to guard that split action is tough because all of a sudden they might slip or they might set a good screen. Now all of a sudden he's hung up and they get an open three. So playing out of the post um, is uh, something that they do very well, along with the pick and rolls and transition. And so you guys just traded Mason Plumley, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm not even going to try Nurkic. Am I saying his name right? Nurkic. Nurkic. Yes. Nurkic. Yeah. Okay. 
How big of a loss, how big of a pickup was this trade? I liked Mason. I liked you and Mason in there. Sure. You know, it, it's interesting. You know, the business of basketball, um, you know, I've learned now in my fifth year that, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, it's, it's not simplistic at all. Right. Um, you know, What's the you, most interesting thing about the business of basketball that sort of was like a, a oh, crap moment for you? Uh you know what? Around the trade deadline, I, I feel comfortable, but I could see where other guys would feel like, man, it, let's say they're having an up-and-down year or they're not sure about their situation. You know, it, it's just things can change so quick. Right. All of a sudden you could be, you know, I, a hypothetical could be from Portland clear down somewhere on the East Coast. So right. You, you just never know what's going to happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Right. It's just it, – you know, were you disappointed with this trade? I mean, were you and Mason? Were you and Mason cool? Yeah, Mason and I were cool. Right. Um, that must Ma- be tough. Like, you're, like your 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 boy or your friend or someone you're close with. Right. All of a sudden, boom, gone. Right. Uh, Mason's a great guy, great player. Right. Uh, Going to get paid a lot of money this right. summer, and uh, you know, I'm happy for him. You know, right. so, like again, sometimes things change. You don't understand why um, in the moment. Right. But uh, one, one thing I one thing I've said, and one thing our media asked me, and my reply was that I've I've. Uh, I think Neil is is very smart, right, and understands um, kind of how to build a roster and and uh, kind of see what the future could hold, right. So uh, you know, it's it's our job as professional basketball players to uh, just go out there and ball, right. And you it's know, a business, wh- exactly. Whatever our teammates, whoever our teammates are, whatever we're asked to do, we got to do it. So you know, we uh, we'll we we'll just have to keep moving forward. I'm a fan of the Trailblazers. I want to see you guys be in the playoffs. I feel like you deserve, not deserve, I feel mm. like you're formidable and, 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 and you guys can be a real problem in the playoffs as you've been in the, in the past mm-hmm. few years. What do you think you guys need to do to get into that eighth seed? And is it even possible to get in the seventh seed? It is. Uh, you know, we, we certainly have to play well. Right. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, you know, we're looking at, uh, during film the other day, we're looking at a little chart. And it, it was talking all about close games. Right. Uh, which I guess the NBA considers two minutes or less within three points. Right. And for whatever reason, you know, watching film, the ball just hasn't bounced our way. One and two, we, we just haven't made those plays every game. Or those right. Uh, you know, an offensive rebound here, um, a missed rotation there, miscommunication, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and we have a great group of guys, great chemistry. We really do. And, and I truly believe we can we we can turn it around. It's been an up and down year for us, right? Um, you know, I think last year uh, we clearly exceeded expectations yep. and probably surprised a vast majority of anyone watching us. Mm-hmm. And so coming into this year, you know, a higher payroll and all these different things—that's just the way it is, right? You know, all of a sudden you have all this expectation, and so I really think this All Star break is going to help us, right? Um, not only get away from the game physically because mm-hmm. everyone knows the physical demands of, of NBA player. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but mentally it, it will be a big, a big thing for us. So I'm, I'm confident that we'll come back um, ready to go and, and we'll have a good last third of the season here. Everyone thinks all-star breaks halfway through. It's not. right. Right. All right. Well, listen, it's a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. I got to ask you one quick question. Oh, they're please. Telling me I gotta go. No, that's okay. They're, they're rushing me, but I, I got a 37 inch sleeve here. Okay. okay? Is this custom, this shirt? Where it are we is. getting these things? You got to get it custom, right? I, I mean, that's to. one of the things about being a seven foot one NBA guy. It's a blessing that you could afford the customs, right? This is true. Uh, you know, they're expensive, but. What's your sleeve length? 
I'm 37. 39 and a, and a half. I'm 37, and that's not bad. Yeah, no, yeah, you got long arms. Yeah, you, you noticed that, right? I did. Did you feel intimidated by my arms? I think I did. Because they're, they're, they're long. All right, so this is custom. This is, in fact, custom. Do most of the players in the NBA, especially the big guys, custom? Yeah, absolutely. Up in Portland, or do you got a guy? Um, I have a guy in Portland. All right, all right. Listen, I'm going to yeah. let you go. Important stuff. We got to look good. You got you got to look good. You look sharp, man. I'm doing my best. Listen, enjoy the rest of the season. I will. Don't get in any craziness. You look I, I I feel like you look you look straight, but I feel like things could go south. Tonight's the night where things could go south. Hold your head, Myers. All right? <laughs> enjoy yourself. Congratulations on your career. Thank and you. I really hope to see you guys in the AC. And as much as I love Golden State, give them give them problems, man. I hear you. Give them the business and thanks for coming on. The two man weave here on Tune in NBA. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, my man. All right, appreciate it. We'll yeah. be right back. The two man weave, Tune in NBA from New Orleans. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. It's Two Man Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The biggest hits of an era are on 80s Hits, exclusively on TuneIn. Are you telling me you built a time machine for the DeLorean? From pop and R&B favorites to rock songs you'll remember forever, turn up the boombox with hit after hit after hit, including the very best of Prince, Whitney Houston, Olivia Newton-John, Tina Turner, New Edition, and more. Not just 80s music, 80s hits. Bueller. On TuneIn. Bueller. 
Tune in puts you courtside for the 2016 college basketball season free all season long. Hear every call from hundreds of games from around the country live as teams battle for court supremacy throughout the year. Top 25 showdowns, rivalry games, and the NCAA National Tournament in March. Tune in brings you the action with home and away calls from schools in every conference. Listen to college basketball all season long free on TuneIn. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Two Man Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, this is the Two Man Weave coming in live and direct. NBA TuneIn Radio. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm here with Kmart, Kenyon Martin. We're down in the Big Easy. The Big Easy. Talking greasy. Can you go into the dunk contest tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go check it out, man. Um, I told DeAndre, I saw DeAndre last night, man. I told him I'll come through and show some support, man. That's my guy. What now? What, what, do you, what do you expect from DeAndre? Everybody know. knows he's, he's a fantastic in-game dunker, but yeah. a lot of in-game dunkers don't translate don't to dunk contests. Not at all. Not at all. Like I never was in a dunk contest. I'm a game dunker. Did you ever want to be in the game? No, that no, is just no, not no, your no. thing. Yeah, that ain't my thing. I got game hops. I only use them when I have to. I got you. you know, so, um, but yeah, no, it's all fun, man. It's for the fans. Um, yeah, he's just he's a footer. He's a seven footer, so they uh, historically. Don't do too well in the dunk contest unless you do something Dwightish, Dwight right. Howardish. Right. I don't know, but um, no, I'm 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 not saying do, um, DeAndre's my guy, man. So I'm gonna go out and support DJ today. That's my guy. I hear you. But I- who I'm looking forward to seeing though is this kid from Phoenix. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, he don't have a name. Sometimes names don't it don't even matter. But some of the highlights I didn't see, like YouTube stuff or Instagram stuff. Yo, yo. It might be interesting. <laughs> Yo, the, it the, might be interesting. The, the evolution of these athletes mm. is insanity. Mm. I mean, I was at this uh, celebrity game last night, and he's just this one kid was shorter than me. He jumped over me. I mean, but to do it on the NBA level, like Aaron Gordon, mm. and last year, obviously, Zach Levine, and him, that was a big, pleasant surprise because for me as a fan of the dunk contest and you as an actual dunker, the only thing I want to see out of the participants is try to win the dunk contest. Otherwise, stay home, yeah. uh, uh, eat some Doritos, but don't show up. Yeah. I want to see you have a light, a light sweat during the warm-up. Otherwise, you know what? Sit down because you're not here to win it. What was your favorite, um, favorite dunk contest and or favorite dunk in a dunk contest? 
valid question. You talking about one that I was in? Well, just uh, uh, yeah, that could be your favorite. <laughs> that could definitely be your favorite. But somebody else with hops. You know besides what? Besides you, Mike. There was it was. I have to say, I mean, as, as exciting as Zach and 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 Aaron Gordon were last year, that was that was cool. But they had props and all that. It all goes back to Chicago Stadium. Uh, Air Jordan, uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins. To me, that was Ali Frazier of Dunk Contest. Jordan won, but they're still disputing whether or not Dominique should have won it. For me, people have done what Jordan did and took it further because the athletes are evolving and evolving and evolving. But to this day, I've never seen somebody, and I want to hear what you think of this, do what Dominique did with that actual power and the two-hand jump. It was just like it—it's it, 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 it just like you've seen people do those dunks, but not the way Dominique did it, and he did that 20 years ago. Like he was a freak show. And you talk about getting excited. I've met Dominique 10 times. I saw him on the on the way to the airport. I still feel like I'm seeing Superman. Like I'm like, I was literally like bugging out. Yeah, he, yeah, he changed the game with power dunking, um, especially like being able to windmills and. Double pump backwards dunks and stuff like that. And in the game. Had that, still had that power with it. Yeah, he, he changed the game in that aspect, man. So that dunk contest was great. You know, if they look back at the dunk, oh, well, I don't know if it's that one or the next one, but Clyde Drexler, he did. He tried to do every dunk that Jordan did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, went, it, went, it went awry. And Clyde could do some crazy <laughs> stuff. But you can't follow Mike up. Mike do the jump for the free throw line, and you jump inside the free throw line. Mike do the kiss the rim joint, and you just do a regular windmill. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't follow that up. No. Like, and, and Mike's watching you, and he's like, we're going to play you in the finals. And I'm gonna... Mike got 50. Like, you, you got a perfect score. You, like, you can't follow that up. Yeah, you got like, a 43. Yeah, you, can, you cannot follow that up, man. Clyde was a great in-game dunker, yeah. not a great dunk contest yeah. dunker. Yeah, yeah, it's a different. But I think yeah. those two guys, as far as, like, Michael and Dominique, that were actual great in-game dunkers, yeah. and they put on a show. Yeah. And the E for effort, that's the thing. I just want dudes to get out there and try. Don't be too cool for school and, and, and you know, chill and, like, yo, if I do good, I don't do good. I forever resent LeBron blames. Sorry, I said it again. I said it again. LeBron James for not participating in the dunk yeah, he contest. Cheated the fans. He cheated the fans and he cheated himself. And Especially I think early on, like, your rookies, first two, three years, yeah. I, I do believe he should have been in the dunk contest. You want to be like Mike? I want to see you in the dunk contest. Yeah, and if like you win, you, you win. Like you it, lose, you lose. Like, and you doing all that in pregame warm-ups and all that stuff, teasing people. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he definitely cheated the fans in that aspect. He was just, he, you know what? You every, know other, what? every other superstar, quote, unquote, superstar that in the NBA has done the dunk contest. If you had that kind of ability... Who has not done a dunk contest? And, and you know what I say that, Kenyon? He, uh, he, 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 uh, he wasn't a crook, son. He was a shook one. That's a Mob <laughs> Deep reference, people. This is the two-man weave in New Orleans. Coming live and direct from uh, the Big Easy. We're talking greasy. Oh, and I think we got a baby back here with a LeBron James um, jersey. I, I want to hold. It's a Kyrie. Okay, you were. You're fine. okay. You're okay. Mike's That's not going to get up. He's a, if there's anybody okay. that wants to let me hold their babies, I have a 17 year old and a 15 year old. They smell funny. I miss the children. I, 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 this little guy here, I would love to hold him. He's fantastic. Any, 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 any babies, infants to five years old, I'll babysit while on the air with Kenny Martin. Yes, this is my guy right here. Uh, look at this guy. He got the Kyrie jersey. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, listen, you're on the air. You're live. You're live and direct. 
What do you think of the Clippers, young fellow? All right. But, 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 but bringing up the Clippers, I love the Clippers. I think they, they're, they're a good team. I love Doc Rivers. Can like you shoes. Look at this kid's shoes. Let me see this guy. How old is this little baby? Five months. Oh, my God. Your little butterball. Your little butterball. Look at this guy. He's so beautiful. He's a little cutie pie. Hey, listen, anybody want to drop their kids off? It's, it's babysitting with Kmart and Michael Rappaport. Yes. We, do good, we do good work here. We're known for our babysitting skills. Definitely. I got five of them, so hey. All right. We're on live radio. We can't do it. Yeah, we're kissing babies yeah, and, uh, and taking pictures, hey. All right, so. It's a great thing. I brought up the Clippers. Hey, I look at his shirt, though, hey. Under, I'm saying behind the baby. Deep, deep his, okay. Thank hey. you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yo, let me see that T-shirt. Yeah, let me see your, yeah. Your T-shirt. Look, look at that. That's, listen, that's the best shirt I didn't see in all weekend. Yeah. Hey, that's the best thing I didn't see. Detroit Pistons, bad boys. Bad boys, baby. Bad boys. Thank you. I'm talking about it's real basketball. So, 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 Kenyon, the Clippers. Yes. This is a team that sort of, you know, obviously with the Donald Sterling thing, polarizing team. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they keep coming up short for one reason or another. They're weathering the storm. They made it without Blake. You know, they're, they're still in there. Chris Paul is hurt now. They were the best defensive team in the league before the injuries. I think they're better than the Utah Jazz. I was in Utah the other night, Salt Lake City. How'd uh, they go? I saw them spank them. Okay? Uh, 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 there's uh, white people in Utah that make me look like, um, I don't know, uh, Sephardic. Uh, they, I mean, they have a certain brand of white folk in Salt Lake City that you could see through them. <laughs> literally, you, they're like, you could literally see right through them. All very nice. Definitely. Well, treated us like well, royalty. But it treated you like war, war, yes. royalty. Yes. They, they've never been nice to me. In Salt Lake City. They've never been Just nice in to general. Me. They've never been nice to me. They I, had a reason to be. Why would they? Yeah. You're not on that team. Exactly. And, and that's it. But so they what right you, on top of you, too. I'm sure. They're right on top oh, the, of the, you. The, the stadium, oh, yeah, right? They're right on top of you. I thought it's like it's almost like a high school yeah, arena. Yeah, it's close quarters in that zone. Yeah, it is close. I think it's good there. for the home team, like it the Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton team. It but is. they're on top oh, of yeah, you in there, yeah. and they love their basketball. Yeah. What else is out there? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing out there. In there. I almost made a, I'm glad we're live. Yeah, yeah, we're live. This is live radio. Neither one of us is cursed on live radio yet. Which is, hey, that's a great thing. I am, hey. I'm proud of him. Like, hey. Yo, yo. That's a, talk about miracles down in the Big Easy. That is definitely That's one. been fantastic. But what is your, what is your take on the Clippers? What, what are you feeling about them? Do, do, they, do they need a bully? Is Blake Griffin, you know, I feel like Blake Griffin is might be, not, I don't want to say he's, is he, is, he, is he past his prime prime? No, nah, I don't think he, for one, they can't stay healthy. Um, one guy goes down, one guy comes back. Um, it's injuries of, Plagued them throughout in the playoffs at, at crucial times. Um, what I see is kind of like the situation that we kind of had in Denver a little bit, that we have pieces. Right. Nice pieces. Right. Like plugging guys in you think might work. Right. But the pieces are not fit. Mm. You know? Like you, put your, you can put talent together, but in order, that doesn't mean that necessarily mean that you have a good team. Yes. Like, well, we stack talent in Denver year in, year out. Right. But you got to be able to go out there and have chemistry and cohesiveness and guys understand how to play the game, understand guys' temperament, personalities. and It's a lot that comes into it. Mm-hmm. But just putting pieces together doesn't necessarily mean you have a good team. Doc Rivers is an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not saying he's doing a horrible job putting the talent together, but I think it's they, they they're missing that. It's something. What, what do you what do you think it is? Because you look at like these guys. They have name brand dudes. Yeah. They have role players like J- Jamal Crawford is happy coming off the bench, giving you the business. JJ Redick is happy being JJ Redick. Obviously, I think the injuries have been. They, they're never making it through a season without a guy having four weeks out. And their bench, like their guys, bench. like they got like guys. We all know injuries are a part of sports, right? And it's a plug and play system in football, basketball, baseball. The next guy go, somebody goes down, it's supposed to be next man up. That's the way it normally is. But, but the talent gap with their first five and then the guys that's on the bench, right? Can okay, you put Jamal Crawford uh-huh. in? Most plays a decent player. Um, after that, it, it kind of gets. I'm saying Paul is on his way out. Right. Uh, he's not trying to play big minutes. Right. Um, got Austin. Uh, I think Austin. He's solid. He's, he's solid. He's, he's he's got he's come a long way. Being I agree. With his dad, because he was on his way out of when he was here. Right. Hey. I think he was a missed free throw away from being cut. Mm. Like he was bad here mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Bad. He's a solid player yeah, he's, now. He's 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 made a name for himself other than being Doc Rivers' son. I agree. You I know? agree. And it's gotta and it's, be tough. It's, no, it's a listen. It's a blessing. Yo, to, for your dad to be GM, president, head coach. Right. And you're on your way out of the league. Right. Like, wow. Or, aren't you blessed? Or did mom make that call like, hey, don't you do your son this way? Right. right. Hey. Right. Your son need a job. Right. He wants to be in the NBA. You're in position to do it. Hey, don't make me come up there. Right. And now he's earned his spot. <laughs> he's earned his keep right now. He's Dude, gotten better. He's I, I definitely mean, has gotten better. I think of guys like Austin and 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 Steph's brother, and and you know like the the the, the shadow. Steph's brother. You know, <laughs> and I, I like him. <laughs> he's a good player, you know. But it's like the shadow that's cast for these guys. It's like the expectations definitely. are like looming crazy, you know. And it's like it's like you have a son that plays ball. It's yeah. like. You know, he's going to have to break out of being Kenya Martin's son De- at definitely. a certain point. Definitely. You know, and, and, you know, it's like you want to have them sort of have all the, the benefits of it. But at a certain point, they have yeah. to, like, literally, like, legitimize yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, then, um, and, and Doc Rivers made the comment on this, I think it was last year, that, that he didn't see the gap, ta- talent gap in between Golden State and themselves. Right. And Golden State been beating the brakes off of them ever since he made that statement. Killing them. Listen, I mean, they have been going out of their way. They have bad luck to destroy them every opportunity they get. They have highlight reel after. I mean, that Chris Paul, I I, that you know when 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 Steph caught him on on the baseline, that thing is uh, that that highlight. It was was tough. That was that was a rough one. And and I like the Clippers. I want to see them do well. What do you think they need? That Luke and Mbate. I I know I'm saying his name right. How how do you say his name? Luke my oh yeah him. Him. Yeah. And and Babute. I'd rather just not say it. No disrespect, my friend. I I could barely. I'm barely speaking English, Luke. Okay. I'm barely speaking English. We're on the first name basis here. Yeah, Luke, you know how we get down. Yeah. We hang out. We, we, we chill basis. in the summer. We go on vacation. Everybody, I just call you Luke. I sometimes forget your last name. But, I mean, dude, what do you think this team, you know, DeAndre, you know, like, how can this team take it to the next level? Will they take it to – barring they all stay, stay healthy? Not with the, the group that they have, I don't think so. They need to make a trade maybe. Trade, um, wait to the offseason, mm. free agency. But it's like it's gonna take Chris Paul to get a little time back in the system, some right. of the things um, being out. Um, but it's 
the West is, but you still have San Antonio. You still have. Speaking of. Like, you still have other teams that's, that's, that can go out and still do damage. You know, um, <clears throat> like, don't nobody want to play Houston if they're on fire. Right. You know, um, you, don't nobody want to play Memphis. Right. Like, teams like that. Like, Memphis, they, they've proven this year that they're the only one that can beat Golden State consistently. Right. Because they don't deviate from what they do. They have a they have a nice crew. Like they gonna throw that ball into the mark, right? And make you make a decision, right? When Zach come in the game, they gonna throw that thing down to Zach, right? They gonna slow it down. Tony Allen go beat the hell out of Steph, right? And Clay, right? Even one he's on, he gonna beat the hell out of him for forty eight minutes, right? They let Tony get away with murder, right? And they just stay the course. They don't panic. They just hey, if you make shots, we gonna come down. We gonna grind. Yeah. Like yeah, that's. They've proven that they can do it, and they have the personnel to do that. You know? I, I've always liked Memphis. I like their style of play. I, you know, Zach, you know, being – Zach Randolph, to me, is not just, you know, uh, the most improved player. I think Zach Randolph should talk to young players because, to me, Zach, Zach Randolph is the most improved personality. When he came into the league, you were like, yo, there is no way this dude's going to make it. He was just – Talented, but you did just big baby cousins talk about like attitude, but it wasn't it wasn't it was babying It was tough. It was attitude and then he finally grew up and it was like well, why weren't you doing this in New York, man? I mean somebody like this the maturity the environment environment. environments man environments some guys need uh, Can't be in that big market, right? I'm, I'm not saying that's his problem, but it's just some guys man. They need that small market that small environment that that family close knit right. thing, and it's not. But Zach's a hell of a player, man. He's been a hell of a player for years. Such a good player. Underrated. Um, gets it done year in, year out, man. He's 2010 guy throughout his career, which is tough to do in this league, man. And we've always battled. Yeah. Historic battles, man. You and him. Yeah, because it's about basketball. Like we respect each other. Right. So it's 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 all about basketball. Do you think his style of play? A big man. Is that is Zach, Zach 6'10", 6'11", no, or is he 7'? No. What is he? Zach Randolph? Yeah. 6'7", best. Get out of here. Are you serious? 6'7", 6'8". He plays like a big man. He uses his body well. But do you think that back to the basket? Like when you have deficiencies, which he does, he's not athletic. Not at all. Not, not quick. Not at all. But he proved he, he, he's learned how to use what he has. And he's you got know, great fundamentals. You know, yeah, like you go to his tool chest. Now, he might not have every tool in the tool chest. He might right. not have a wrench, a power drill. But hey, what he got? He got a hammer. He got a nail. Right. Then he he gonna use that. Right. And he uses he uses well. And and people let him do what he do well. Right. Like people don't try to take things away. Like they let him go left. They let him get back to his right shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that. That you're not gonna like. Got to take stuff. He's a good player. So you got to take stuff away. Do you think that 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 this back to the basket? Because I always I look at Zach. You know, he's a, like a guy who likes to get the ball mm -hmm. with his back to the basket and then square up at mm -hmm. you. Is that style of basketball going to go? No. Become extinct? No, no, I don't you, think so. Because like the, we 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 had Myers on here, and I was talking to him. I was like, Did you ever imagine when you were the biggest kid? You know, and they were throwing you in the post that you'd be shooting three pointers or Joel Embiid? Like you just started. You know, you it's like these guys that are seven feet. Although you just told me Zach is six seven, six eight. Like, you know, the, you, you always think there'll be usage for, for yeah, guys. I think there's a, like, if you can put that thing in the basket, right. there's going to be, like, use for you. Right. If you can score, no matter how you get that thing in the basket, and you can do it at a 
at a decent rate. Right. I think there's a spot for you, you know, in basketball and in NBA. Like everybody, everybody not going to conform to be a three-point shooter. Right. That's not. That's not. It's not wise to think. Right. You know that everybody coming now and to come is okay. You can have that in your game. Right. But. If guys can put that thing in the basket from elbow to logo in and things like that, man, mid-range, which like certain guys have per, has perfected over the years, right? Um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. All right, it's Kenyon Martin, K Kmart. My name is Michael Rappaport. <clears throat> Some people call me White Mike. Some people call me Bird. This is the two-man weave coming live and direct from New Orleans, the Big Easy. We're down here talking greasy. We'll be back with the two-man weave on NBA, on TuneIn, with more and more NBA talk. Two-Man Weave continues after this, live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend on the NBA on TuneIn. TuneIn puts you courtside for the 2016 college basketball season free all season long. Hear every call from hundreds of games from around the country live as teams battle for court supremacy throughout the year. Top 25 showdowns, rivalry games, and the NCAA National Tournament in March. TuneIn brings you the action with home and away calls from schools in every conference. Listen to college basketball all season long free on TuneIn. The biggest hits of an era are on 80s Hits, exclusively on TuneIn. Are you telling me you built a time machine in front of a DeLorean? From pop and R&B favorites to rock songs you'll remember forever, turn up the boombox with hit after hit after hit, including the very best of Prince, Whitney Houston, Olivia Newton-John, Tina Turner, New Edition, and more. Not just 80s music, 80s hits. Bueller. On TuneIn. Bueller. Hey, this is Miss Info from Hip Hop Beat. Join me this week as I drop the latest tracks from the world of hip hop. We're playing new music from Future and Drake, Machine Gun Kelly, Grammy-winning Chance the Rapper, and so much more. Oh, and speaking of those Grammys, your girl Info is breaking down all of the celebrity reactions and discussing that Drake diss from Jay-Z. I've got all the tea, so hit me up at Miss Info on Twitter. It's Hip Hop Beat on TuneIn. Best, best station around. Music you want. Hip Hop is on TuneIn. Coming up this week on NFL No Huddle, we'll take you back to some of our best moments from Radio Row covering Super Bowl 51 in Houston with superstar guests Le'Veon Bell, Carson Wentz, Ron Rivera, Jerome Bettis, Terrell Owens, Ron Jaworski, and more. And starting on Thursday, we'll get you ready for the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy with our countdown to the Combine. I'm Brian Weber, and we'll talk to you weekdays on NFL No Huddle, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on the NFL on TuneIn. Catch NFL No Huddle Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, all year long on NFL on TuneIn. TuneIn puts you courtside for the 2016 college basketball season free all season long. Hear every call from hundreds of games from around the country live as teams battle for court supremacy throughout the year. Top 25 showdowns, rivalry games, and the NCAA National Tournament in March. TuneIn brings you the action with home and away calls from schools in every conference. Listen to college basketball all season long free on TuneIn. 
the biggest hits of an era are on 80s hits exclusively on TuneIn. Are you telling me you built a time machine for the DeLorean? From pop and R&B favorites to rock songs you'll remember forever, turn up the boombox with hit after hit after hit, including the very best of Prince, Whitney Houston, Olivia Newton-John, Tina Turner, New Edition, and more. Not just 80s music, 80s hits. Bueller. On TuneIn. Bueller. Hey, this is Miss Info from Hip Hop Beat. Join me this week as I drop the latest tracks from the world of hip hop. We're playing new music from Future and Drake, Machine Gun Kelly, Grammy-winning Chance the Rapper, and so much more. Oh, and speaking of those Grammys, your girl Info is breaking down all of the celebrity reactions and discussing that Drake diss from Jay-Z. I've got all the tea, so hit me up at Miss Info on Twitter. It's Hip Hop Beat on TuneIn. Music you want. Hip Hop is on TuneIn. Coming up this week on NFL No Huddle, we'll take you back to some of our best moments from Radio Row covering Super Bowl 51 in Houston with superstar guests Le'Veon Bell, Carson Wentz, Ron Rivera, Jerome Bettis, Terrell Owens, Ron Jaworski, and more. And starting on Thursday, we'll get you ready for the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy with our countdown to the Combine. I'm Brian Weber, and we'll talk to you weekdays on NFL No Huddle, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on the NFL on TuneIn. Catch NFL No Huddle Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, all year long on NFL on TuneIn. We now return to Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at NBA on TuneIn for exclusive content and all the behind-the-scenes action from All-Star Weekend. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Yes, that's right. NBA on TuneIn is your home for the NBA Finals. Your car, your earbuds, the crib, Wherever you are on NBA, on TuneIn. Also, TuneIn, they got everything, everything music-wise. Everything. I don't care if you want a little R&B, you want a little salsa, you want a little reggae. Whatever kind of reggae you want. You know, you want hip-hop, old school, new school, trap. They got it all, jazz. Any single thing you want on TuneIn, they have it. This is NBA on TuneIn. Speaking of music, we haven't even gotten into music. Yeah, we haven't. All right, there's a lot of dudes. You're a hip-hop dude. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm into it. A lot of dudes in the NBA over the years. Mm. Rappers. Yeah. I say that with quotes. Definitely. So far, I have to say, Shaq still is the reigning champ of NBA rappers. In terms of, I'm not saying he's the... I'm not saying Album he's... Album sales. I'm just saying in terms of, listen, the bar isn't that high, Kenyon. The bar isn't at seven feet. Okay? Sha- Sh- shout out to my man Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Fu. <sighs> A lot of a lot of his a lot of his stuff was written openly yeah. by the great Fife Dog, R.I.P. Um, but as far as presentation, understanding hip hop, and album sales, it matters for something. You know these dudes intimately. You play with them. You're a fan. NBA rappers, Dame Dollar. I like yeah, that I like he's for the culture. He's got his four bar four bar Friday. I like that. He likes to spit. I like that. Steven Jackson likes to spit. He's nice. Hometown. He's nice. Speak on rappers in the NBA. I think we should stick to hooping. Uh huh. Um, collectively. Yeah, collectively. But no, Dame is nice. Yeah, he Dame can flow. Dame is nice. Steven Jackson is nice. Um, 
I heard Rasheed um, Wallace freestyle um, when they did the um, So Gone Challenge, the Monica So Gone Challenge. People, were he got he he did something. Yeah, his his was pretty good. He um, spit. Yeah, she she uh, yeah Roscoe Jones was nice, man. Okay. Yeah, Roscoe Jones was nice. Okay. Um, haven't heard too many um, too many people um, other than that that I were that um, impressed um, with. Um, Marquise Daniels has a CD out. Yeah, well, you know what? I got a cousin that's got a CD out, but is no, it? No, it's like uh, he actually put it like it's like they put some production behind it. Is I'm it all right? I haven't heard it. Though. Okay, somebody told me that. Like, actually, Stephen Jackson told me about it. You didn't rush to buy it day one. No, uh, no. Um, um, see, what had happened was right. um, that um, I had to go and do the thing with my other. And you just couldn't get the Marquis Daniel yeah, CD. I, yeah, I, I too, it wasn't. I, yeah, that, your, that, your that team, happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, but as far as your hip hop, your hip hop uh, fanmanship, you have to say right now, mm-hmm. your favorite. It, it, it's not about you know the thing that people get crazy about when they yeah. do these lists, the top yeah. five lists. They yeah, always yeah. think like it, it, it's not it's not sports. Yeah, like it's 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 taste. So if you had to say, Kenyon Martin's top five mm-hmm. rappers of all time, dead or alive, top five dead or alive that you love, that you mm-hmm. like to rock, yeah. that 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 make their way to your heart. Give me give me them. Give me, give me, give me, give me a few right now, Kenyon. Um, I'm a, like we're a little older, so yes. uh, I'm a Scarface guy. Yes, Scarface. He's underrated on these lists. Yes, um, I'm Jay Z. Jay Z and Scarface in, in my book is one and one B. Okay. You know they they have my my attention. Um, I'm a I'm a lyrical guy. Yes. So um, I'm wordplay. Fab, Jada. Okay. Um, okay. Rakim. Yes. East Coast guy yes. in there. Don't get um, crazy. Not at the all. God MC. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm tough on rappers. I, like, yeah. I'm tough, man. Like, you got to be talking about something. I got you. You got to be some content, some, like, some substance. Like, you got, like, you just can't throw trash on, on a beat and, and expect me to go support it. Like, I, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Like, uh, that's, like, but it's, like, top five is... Well, we had this conversation in the car yesterday. I think you have to do it in generations. I agree. Like, you have to do it, like, pay homage to the guys who started it. Right. Like, the Modis. Yes. And those guys. Kane. And Kane. And, like, you have to pay People homage to those People sleep on LL guys. Cool J because he's LL Cool J. You know like, you have to give, you guys, like, you have to pay homage to those guys. Then you have to pay homage to the guys who took it to the next level, the Ice Cubes yep. and those guys. And then, like, it, it moves from gen. So, I think it has to be in that aspect. But, like, people don't give credit to the, like the guys who started it. I know? agree. You know? Speaking of hip hop, speaking of rappers, <laughs> you're talking about top five rappers of all time. Right here. Debt Left Shrimp <laughs> is here. Seattle in the house. Yes. They <laughs> represent. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks this for having is, me, sir. Oh, come on, man. Listen, now the two-man weave has become a three-man weave. I'm Definitely. running point, and I feel very confident about my two-win guys. I got a shoot and an athlete. Yes, we're ready to go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Detlef. Thanks for having me. How you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good. It's not raining. It's beautiful out there. Yes. So, yeah. it, it was raining gumbo yesterday. I never saw that in my life. I heard of cats and dogs. It was raining gumbo and crawfish. Yeah, and, and beignets. Beignets. <laughs> With lots of sugar. Debt left shrimp. And now, am I, I've been trying to say your name since I'm 15. Is it shrimp? I know, I know people that, have said it worse. That's pretty good. Shrimp. Yeah, that's pretty good. Usually I hear a lot worse. Yeah. I, get, I get the, uh, what's your name? Debt left. Douglas? I go, debt dick? No, 
that Ted. So just, just whatever. Just, yeah, whatever. Make whatever. It, if you go to Starbucks, you're just like, yeah, just whatever. Just give me the just just make sure you put two two shots of uh, espresso in there. Two times six man of the year, three time All Star. You came from a ridiculous draft class in 1985. Xavier McDaniel, Chris Mullen, then you, then a gentleman who's been discussed often in the last week and a half, but always close to my heart, Charles Oakley, Carl Malone, Joe Dumars, A.C. Green, etc., etc. the great Patrick Ewing. That's a hell of a class. That's, that's a draft class. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys played for him. 15 plus years and that's rare that's rare in the draft i mean that's something to be proud of oh yeah definitely definitely uh we uh we had a pretty good culture back then guys uh guys playing and enjoying it and competing what what what, did you ever imagine as being one of the first successful you know really sort of standout guys from overseas now it's not just europe it's there's guys in the league from countries i didn't even know exist (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, uh, did you ever imagine that the NBA would be so multicultural and, and so worldwide legitimately? I mean, there's legitimate guys on so many teams from all over the place. Spain. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Brazil. Did you ever imagine that? Not when I first started, but, uh, you know, the process of my career at the end of my career, a lot of more guys were coming over. And um, at the beginning, guys said it didn't make sense, right, because they're making good money in Italy and Spain and Greece back then. Uh, Germany didn't really have a professional league, so uh, there was no reason for them to come over um, because there were stars back home making good money. Um, and the first two or three that came over struggled. So, you know, when you have guys that are superstars internationally and came over and struggled here, uh, the younger generation was afraid of that. But, right. but once guys had success, uh, more and more started giving it a try, and now we have a pretty much international league. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I mean, I never would have, have thought it because there was such a stigma on guys, you know, they're soft, they're not playing, you know, and then guys would break through, but there'd be, like, for every one guy, there was the draft pick that the Knicks picked, the guy from France who never showed up. Yeah, yeah I can't remember his name, and you know what? I don't care if I did know his name. I'm not going to say it, because I don't know where he is. He's been MIA, MIA since we drafted him. So I, I think it's, it's really good that, you know, the, the league has been so, so multicultural. NBA All-Star Weekend, what is your first memory of being uh, an NBA All-Star. When was your first trip to any NBA All-Star game? Um, I played for the East, um, and I remember that my guy was not guarding me, and MJ wouldn't pass me the rock, Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I was the rookie. I was like, I, I was wide open. I would never get the ball. <laughs> They're going, right, they go, rookie. Go get it off the glass. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Try to tip it in, right? Go get it off the glass. And uh, that was basically, uh, back then, it was, uh, you know, the guys were all playing to go with Rookie's not going to get the ball, you know, it'll tell you. So it was, it was a different culture, and it was very competitive. Um, and, you know, you didn't really talk to guys from other teams. I mean, uh, and so they were, you know, they were, there was a lot of hatred going on. Yeah. You mean Wally, even though you're on the East or yeah, the West I mean, All-Stars? Guys stuck with their guys, man. Yeah. Like, if he had a teammate there, that's who he was there with. Or he went to yeah. them. Yeah, it wasn't all this buddy-buddy, and we're going to hug it out and then go out and play, mm-hmm. and we're going to be at the All-Star game. We all... Yeah, we can have the same agent, but we're not having the same event. Like that's, it's this is like he's this is a new generation. Like, wow. This is de- on and off the court, it is a new generation, and the way these kids are being raised to go out to compete. Right. For their livelihood, like like this is a job. We are here to compete. Right. Like I shouldn't. Like I can be your friend, but you got to cut it off at a certain point, and that's what he's. <laughs> that's the point, you know. Like 
Did you did you did you remember uh, uh, Detlef when he was playing for Dallas? Yeah, I'm, I grew up like I said. I'm, I'm born. I wasn't born in Dallas, but I'm watching. I'm high he, he's a lot younger than me now. Yeah, I, no, I, I know. know. <laughs> but I was I, I was watching basketball, man. I was I was in tune. Um, didn't get a whole lot of like national games because we didn't have cable. So that's right. You know what I'm saying? So right. we, hey, we're watching local. T- hey, we're watching the guys local. You know, so I, I watched a lot of Dallas Mavericks basketball games growing up. Now you you made the All Star team with a couple of different teams. You 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 one of the most iconic teams I think of the last 20 25 years is your Seattle SuperSonics team. Woo! Gary Payton uh, and then Sean Kemp, who uh, I actually was at a uh, basketball camp with with Rex Chapman. He was uh, a little better than me. Okay, things went. I took a different path. That left. That's all I'm telling you. Good choice. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. That's just what I'm going to tell you. What do you remember about that team? You guys came so close. I mean, you you know, you there was so much so much hope with with the Seattle SuperSonics. George Carl, you you and you and Ken Ken Martin shared this in common. What what's the thing that you think about that team? And where is Sean Kemp? And can you tell him to text me? That was my dude, man. <laughs> Talk to me about that Sonics team. Sean is uh, he's living out outside Seattle. He's doing well. Good. Him, uh, you know, him and his wife, and um, still got a couple of kids at home. He's doing well. Um, his son is athletic. His son is um, like 16, the same age as my yeah. son. They played against each other. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. His son yeah. can play ball too, huh? Yeah. Jump too, athletic. Yeah. 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 He's uh, he's good. I mean, thinking back those days in the 90s. Um, First of all, it was never quiet. We had GP, <laughs> but uh, it, it was crazy. I mean, we had a crazy team, uh, different personalities from the coach on down. You know, th- there was a lot of craziness, but we were a veteran team, um, so we played hard. I-, I was telling somebody earlier that our practices were harder than most of our games. Really? Because guys went at it, you know, and talked stuff and, and all those things. And uh, it was fun because we knew we had a chance to win every night. You, know, you step on the court and you think you're going to win. So that's how you played. And, right. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of disappointments early, but you know we we made a good run at it. It's just uh, I, I love getting on the basketball court when you know you have a chance to win every night. And that's what it was. How much of a disappointment was it for you? Because me as a basketball fan, I have no stake in Seattle. I have no stake in C- you know the Seattle SuperSonics. I was a fan, you know. Uh, but for me, and I don't understand the business of basketball. But for you being somebody that meant so much to the city, and Seattle had great fans and, and, and such competitive teams, going back to, 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 to the, the Gus Williams days, yeah. how, 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 much, how much was it was, it, was it a heartbreak for Seattle to lose basketball? I don't think people realized until they were gone. You know, because the last couple of years, I mean, Durant had just come. Um, they, were, they weren't very good, right? So the politicians were arguing, well, we don't really need the Sonics. You know, we got the Seahawks, the Mariners. And, um, but once they were gone, it was like uh, this void there. And, uh, you know, I, I, always t- I was telling people that before. I said, you know, you're going to miss it because even if you don't go to a lot of games, you won't be able to take your son to watch the best players in the world play. Right. You know, you're not going to drive down to Portland because you don't like Portland. Right. You know, they're, they're, we're not fans of the Blazers. Right. I mean, they're just natural. Yeah. And so you, your kids will grow up without going to games. Right. And um, to me, that's a sad part, you know, because we have a great culture. I mean, we did a, an awareness thing a couple of years ago where Chris Hansen stepped up. He, you know, spent $100 million in property downtown to build an arena. Mm. And uh, we had 40,000 people sign up for season tickets. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going, okay, you know, David Stern, yeah. we're ready. Right? Were, you be, were you a part of it? 
Um, I helped just promote and right, right. Of stuff. No, but I, my checkbook is not big enough. No, to, but I'm uh, saying in, ter- in terms of like getting it back there, because I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's oh, a yeah. shame, you know, when these yeah, teams, this, in, yeah. in all big sports, like the, the, the San Diego Chargers, I don't care that they play in a dump Qualcomm. I was there this year. I, I had to bring my own seat. The place fall apart. <laughs> but the, the fans love it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and like when, when these big sports, the fans don't understand why, where are you going? You know, like, it, it, you know, OKC is now has their basketball team, but it's like the Seattle Supersonics. I'm looking at this picture of GP. I'm like, this is part of the NBA, the fabric of the NBA. Yes. Listen, granted, your uniforms were suspect. The green and yellow never made sense to me. But that doesn't mean you guys weren't competitive. Hey, I don't want to start a fight here. I'm just talking the truth here. And I'm, and I'm colorblind, dead left, but those uniforms were questionable at best. Now, now, what are you doing down here in New Orleans for this All-Star game? Um, you know, the typical stuff. Um, did the NBA Cares yesterday. We went and visited some schools, helped rebuild some playgrounds, uh, visited classrooms for some of the schools that were affected by the tornado. Mm. Um, and, you know, and then some interviews um, and seeing, talking to some of the sponsors and, mm-hmm. and you know, really catching up with guys that I, you know, typically see once a year. Yeah, right? yeah, They're yeah. coming from all over the country. We go have a beer together and and you know GP would now have a little bit more than that. <laughs> you think? And, yeah, and talk about uh, all kinds of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's it's fun. It's a good time to catch up. What was Gary Payton like as a teammate, as a point guard? You said talking. Um, I, 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 he's not even in the building, and I can still hear echoes of his voice from yesterday. Doesn't shut up. Fantastic player. What was what made him so good? Oh, he he competed. I mean, he competed every day. We fought almost every day because, you know, I would get mad at him because he didn't want to practice or he didn't want to stick around for shooting, you know. And I said, dude, you just missed seven free throws. Go shoot some free throws. And he goes, I don't need that, you know. So we fought every day. But as soon as the ball went up, you know, he competed every day. He, he, you know, back then he, he played with sprained ankles, dislocated fingers, you know, everything. He wanted to compete every day. And there was nothing but respect for that. Now, Kenyon's talked about it. And I know it's easy to say, whether it's music-wise, we were just talking about hip-hop, you know, we could say the good old days this, the good old days that. You, you're, 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 you, 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 you stopped playing when Kenyon was coming into the league. In all honesty, from what you guys see now, both of you, I want to hear both of your opinions, you know, the, do you feel like the league has changed? Is it quote-unquote softer? You talked about being on the, the All-Star team, and you know it wasn't hunky-dory. You didn't work on any handshakes with Michael Jordan. You guys didn't do any, like, you didn't work any choreographed handshakes? I got no rhythm, dude. Nothing. <laughs> you got something. But, but do you see the league changing? Is it for the good? Is it for the, the worse? Or is it a little bit in between? I mean, you know, life changes. Uh, everything evolves. And the game has changed over the years. We played differently than, you know, Oscar Robinson did. Right. And, you know, I mean, you look at films. The game always changes. To me, it's, uh, I love basketball. Right. You know, it, that's, that was my first love. I still, if I could play, I'd play every day. Right. The body just can't do it. So, you kind of go, uh, I go with it. I mean, they're, they're great athletes, great players. It's just a different game. How so is it different? Like, what, when you say it's a different game, what do you mean? Well, how many centers made the All-Star game? Right. Marcus Ole is the only really seven-footer. Okay, you can argue Andre you know, Jordan. I mean, he, he's a, a, a center, but he plays more like a, a running wing yeah. man, like you did, right? Yeah. Run and jump and dunk and, yeah, and shoot. Yeah, right? And so there, it's, it's a different game. It's penetration, kick, and three-pointers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the, how many shots are taken every year, the percentages of three-pointers, it's gone way up. And, and Kenyon, what do you oh, think? Oh, it's soft. 
Yeah, <laughs> I just call it like it is. It's soft, man. Like it's. Well, you can't hit anybody. Yeah, no, as they soon start, as you touch somebody. Yeah, they started foul. this thing a few years ago. They put this 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 freedom of movement thing they call it. And what what is that? Like no, is it so where you can't put your hand hands checking? on. Yeah, in the in the post on the perimeter, like they want guys just to be able to run around freely and catch the ball and do 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 and not be touched. Right. And anything results in a foul. Right. So it's freedom of movement thing. They just want to. They call it free flowing basketball. Was that an adjustment for you? I never adjusted. Okay. I but you have to adjust- sneak it, but it's like you can't yeah, do nah, it all the time, right? Yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to compromise the way I play the game. Right. Because I was taught how to play basketball the right way. Right. You know, like, I'm not going to compromise that, not at all, just because y'all are changing the rules and all that. Like, I'm, I'm going to continue to play hard. I'm going to continue to hard foul you if, if need be. I'm not going to try to hurt you, but I'm going to give you a hard foul. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not with the freedom of movement thing. You cut through the paint. I'm gonna chuck you. I got you. That's that's just the way I was taught how to play. Like you and you on the pick and roll, the guy rolling blind down the paint. I'm gonna stand you up. Right. Like this is the stuff like that. Deadlift was speaking on. Like I'm gonna stand you up every time. Right. And like we played the the Celtics in the playoffs um, when I was with the Knicks, and they I got a foul every game on the same play. Uh huh. They run and play KG dive. I stand him up. Boom. I stand it, but it wasn't like I was just in his way, but I didn't let him get to where he want to get to. So they call the foul. So right. by game three, actually game four, I'm like, you know what? Watch this. I'm gonna show you what a foul is. He rolled blind down there, and I laid him out, <clears throat> and you hear him. Huh? I hit him right in the sternum. Now looked at the ref. Now that's a foul. Right. Call that. You know like me. that's that's me. Like I'm not gonna compromise the way I play basketball because this. Y'all babying these people and playing soft. Like, right. no, I'm not going to do it. I'm a straightforward guy. I don't know how to flop. I told referees, you know, how guys work on jump shots and free throws and stuff during the summer. I told a ref one day, you know what? I'm going to work on flopping this summer. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some calls. Add that <laughs> you know to your saying? repertoire. Add that to my repertoire. Get that LeBron James, LeBron Blames in my game. LeBron, did you say Blames or James? I think I said Blames. We keep making the mistake. Making I think the, the microphone is, is by the He's wearing off on me. He's sometimes it's off Ger- on me. LeBron, LeBron. I try to say LeBron James, but then sometimes people say you said LeBron Blames. Detlef, you were playing <laughs> in an era of basketball that was, is so revered as the good old days. Who were the guys that you had to guard? Three guys that you were like, I need to tighten my, 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 my bootstraps a little bit. To, I mean, a good night's sleep, good meal. Dude, every night. Every I mean, night. I, I played two, three, four. So I, I, I went from Jordan to Dominic Wilkins, who's going to shoot 30 times. What about this guy over here? Oh, Rexy. Oh, my Sexy God. Sexy Rexy. I had to guard him in the players one year. They played small ball. He played the three. He's running off like three screens and shooting fadeaway threes. Man, one foot fadeaways. Oh yeah, and I'm yes. like, I'm going, dude, man, I'm 230. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting over screens, that, and then on the other side, I go, come on, post me yeah. up. And they're not throwing it down there. And they're not throwing it down there. <laughs> give me, give me, give me your best memory. You're 95 years old. Your kids say, Dad, grandkids, great, great grandkids say, Dad, what was it like playing Michael Jordan? What do you say to them? Man, it was fun. It was fun playing Garden, Chicago Stadium, you know, all those uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, it was just, it was a great time to play. And it was, it was you know, it was on every time. I mean, Jordan, uh, the Bulls were great and we lost to them. But, um, you know, we, we had some success against them. It was just a great time to play basketball. Um, 
when the NBA was just taking off. Right. Because when I came in the league, you know, it was uh, Magic and Bird has just kind of taken over, and the, the league had just started picking up. Right. And salary started to, you know, creep up. And the game all of a sudden started going on TV. When I was in college, there was one game on TV. I think right. it was like Sunday afternoon game or right. something, right? And then all of a sudden... Dick Stockton. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, Friday afternoon, TNT, Sundays, Saturdays. And, you know, that's how it, the game evolved. So it was, a, it was a great time to play. Well, listen, Detlef, I, I've honestly... Yeah. You, you're part of my, my, my youth. My, you, know, uh, you know, when you came into the league, I still had hoop dreams. Um, <laughs> I loved watching you play. I loved Thank watching you, you compete. You know, you really brought the, you know, the European flavor into the league and, and, and you made a name for yourself outside of that. The Detlef Shrimp Foundation, can you tell me about that real quick? Well, we're in our 24th year. We wow. raised about $20 million and we, uh, thank you. It's been, yeah, we, we're fortunate. Seattle is a very generous community. They're still very fond of what we did in the 90s, so we mm -hmm. still have a lot of support. Uh, but we just raise uh, money and do events for uh, and raise money basically for children in need. So okay. for, we work with probably about 100 different charities over the years. And okay. Bring their kids in, uh, raise some money, distribute the funds, and have them you know do their summer programs, after-school programs, whatever the need is. All right, listen. I would love to have a full three-man weave with Kenny Moore and Detlef Shrimp. Don't drop the ball. No, no, I won't. Listen, just just get open. I'll give you the ball. <laughs> drop the ball. <laughs> We're about dropping the ball. If you're not seeing me, if you're not seeing my work, YouTube it, Detlef. I've seen it. Just I've YouTube it. it. Don't worry. I was known as a crisp passer. All right? You just get open. Two-hand chest. Yeah, two-hand chest, and then I'll snap it at you. And don't say, oh, that's a little too hard. Okay, this isn't the 80s. I'm throwing at the ball tough. Don't catch the ball, make the shot, because I'm running back down court. Thank you so much for joining. Honestly, I'm, I've been a fan of yours uh, for Definitely. a while. Likewise. Uh, uh, Likewise. This, is, uh, this is the uh, two-man weave. Detlef Shrimp, Kenyon Martin. We're coming up with Eton Thomas, former Washington Wizard, Harlem born. Don't know if he was Harlem raised. We're going to get to the bottom of that. We're live in New Orleans. This is the Two Man Weave on NBA on TuneIn. Two Man Weave will be right back, live from All-Star Week in New Orleans. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. TuneIn puts you courtside for the 2016 college basketball season free all season long. Hear every call from hundreds of games from around the country live as teams battle for court supremacy throughout the year. Top 25 showdowns, rivalry games, and the NCAA National Tournament in March. TuneIn brings you the action with home and away calls from schools in every conference. Listen to college basketball all season long free on TuneIn. The biggest hits of an era are on 80s Hits, exclusively on TuneIn. Are you telling me you built a time machine for the DeLorean? From pop and R&B <laughs> favorites to rock songs you'll remember forever, turn up the boombox with hit after hit after hit, including the very best of Prince, Whitney Houston, Olivia Newton-John, Tina Turner, New Edition, and more. Not just 80s music, 80s hits. Bueller. On TuneIn. Bueller. Hey, this is Miss Info from Hip Hop Beat. Join me this week as I drop the latest tracks from the world of hip hop. We're playing new music from Future and Drake, Machine Gun Kelly, Grammy-winning Chance the Rapper, and so much more. Oh, and speaking of those Grammys, your girl Info is breaking down all of the celebrity reactions and discussing that Drake diss from Jay-Z. I've got all the tea, so hit me up at Miss Info on Twitter. It's Hip Hop Beat on TuneIn. Station around. Music you want. Hip Hop is on TuneIn. 
Coming up this week on NFL No Huddle, we'll take you back to some of our best moments from Radio Row covering Super Bowl 51 in Houston with superstar guests Le'Veon Bell, Carson Wentz, Ron Rivera, Jerome Bettis, Terrell Owens, Ron Jaworski, and more. And starting on Thursday, we'll get you ready for the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy with our countdown to the Combine. I'm Brian Weber, and we'll talk to you weekdays on NFL No Huddle, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on the NFL on TuneIn. Catch NFL No Huddle Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, all year long on NFL on TuneIn. Stay out of their lane. It's Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? All the way back down, he tipped in the alley for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. Live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. This is the Two Man Weave. My name is Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin, coming live and direct from New Orleans. Talking greasy in the Big Easy. Got special guest Eton Thomas. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yo, I'm loving that shirt you're wearing. I got to tell you, I'm loving that shirt you're wearing. Look, I was coming out my, my hotel, right? I ran into Oakley. Out here? Right out here yesterday. Was it different than seeing Oakley all the other times you've seen him in your, in your life, in your career? Well, no, nah, because I, I, I played with him with the, with the Wizards for a year. Okay. Right? So I've been talking about him and talking about how messed up I think the whole thing with James Olin is and everything like that. And, you know, he gave me a hug, gave me a pound, said thank you for the support and everything. We chopped it up for a little while, but that's my man. And yeah. it was messed up. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? What, speak on it. What do you think? Guy. Listen, let me tell you this, though. First of all, you don't treat a player like Charles Oakley like that. Right. You don't treat any player like that, no, especially right. not Charles Oakley. Charles right. Oakley is New York. Right. You know what I mean? I grew up a Knicks fan. Right. Like you said, I was, I was born in Harlem. I wasn't raised there. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I was born in Harlem. Grew up a Knicks fan. Seeing him sweat blood and tears for the team. Yeah. Right? So his crime was talking bad about the organization or talking about something that they could have done better. Everybody does that. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so, so Dolan is going to say, okay, I don't want you talking about the organization so much you can never come to the, to the garden again. Yeah. And then the way you treat him like that, like he's like, I mean, and the, the worst part was the demonizing of him afterwards. Right, I saying agree. that, Saying yeah. that, oh, he, I hope he gets the help he needs, throwing out things about alcoholism, he's got anger yeah. issues and all this yeah. stuff. I mean, that, that was just evil. Yeah. That was just, I know you agree with me, but that's absolutely. That, it, I it mean, was messed up to see. Absolutely, are you, are you? You and Kenyon were in the same draft class, right? NBA. You're from Harlem. What Har- right. hospital? You were born in Harlem. Born in Harlem. Do right. you think your life would have taken a different turn had you been raised in Harlem? There's a, like, like, well, no, like, no disrespect to Oklahoma. Right. I don't know what kind of flavor they got out there. You don't know. Well, let me tell you though. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma was tough. I mean, we we had we had we had infiltration of Crips and Bloods that came in from L.A. They set up shop. It was you know I got a whole lot of homeboys that I grew up with that you know neighborhood Crips, Main Street Crips. You know didn't make it to the NBA. I can name 20 guys that you ain't never heard of that should have been in the NBA way before me out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So they were wilding down there. They was wilding. Like, yeah. drive-bys on horses. Bah, bah, no, bah, no, bah, that ain't what it is. That ain't what it is. You know it's not like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but I spent my summers in Harlem. Okay, okay, you know I mean? cool. So, you know, I was in the, in, the, in, the, in the park playing, stuff like that. So, much respect. Always, always got love for Harlem. Okay. On the, sitting on the horse Eton, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, It was like, man, banging in Little Rock. That HBO It was real. Banging that was nuts. Little Rock, that was Little Rock is like an hour from Tulsa. So, definitely, it was real. So, when I tell you no, it was no, real, it was, it real. was no, real. No, no, no. I'm, saying, I'm from Dallas. I'm right down the road. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know what you know, it is. Nah, it, you know, it's real. I never I understood it. Yeah, I never it, understood it. it. You know, it's real in the field. It should have been like fishing in Little Rock. Oh, well, like, nah, not at all. They gang banging in Little yeah. Rock, Daddy. Yeah. They getting it in. 
All right, Etan, what have you been up to? You've been writing. Yeah. You've been very outspoken about certain things. You, 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 you wrote a great piece for the Players' Tribune. Right. Why, how, what? I wrote a piece about Terrence Crutcher after the murder of Terrence Crutcher. Yep. I, I went to school with his sister in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So okay. it really hit really close to home for me. You know what I mean? So, you know, right now I'm down here. I'm writing, writing a book um, called We Matter. Um, athletes and activism. So I, j I just interviewed Oscar Robertson. It was a great interview. Um, so that's what I'm doing that a lot now, you know, doing things of that nature. And there's a lot to speak out on, you know. So I do panel discussions. I did a panel discussion up at Dillard University um, Thursday night. So let's, you know, keep myself busy a little bit. What, what, what do you think that is about athletes and activism doing too little? Um, some guys want to speak out. Some guys don't want to be involved. Some guys care. Some guys don't care. The, the thing that I see as a fan... Uh, 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 of sports in general is I feel like guys, whether it's Kaepernick, you know, I feel like LeBron, you know, uh, one of the things, that, and I always break his chops, but one of the things that I admire and I respect about him is that being such a polarizing star, being a transcendent star, he has tried you know, at times to speak out. And, 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 and what, what is the thing? Like, how do you not go too far? Because I think of one of the reasons why guys don't speak out is like, my endorsements, am I going to get fired? You know, can I take a knee? Well, what is your opinion on that being a, a former NBA player? I mean, right now it's a beautiful time because guys are speaking out in a way that they haven't in a long time. You know what I mean? I mean, you're hearing Carmelo, who's speaking out about different things, spoke out about the Freddie, Freddie Gray situation. And, you know, after the, you know, Trevor Martin was murdered, you know, when you had the whole team, the entire team, the whole Miami Heat wore the hoodies mm -hmm. and posed for it. That was like an iconic picture. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean? after, after the um, Eric Gardner was murdered, yep. they all wore the I Can't Breathe around the league. Mm -hmm. The whole Lakers did, even Kobe. Mm -hmm. Kobe wore I Can't Breathe shirt. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like there's a whole new, new generation of athletes that aren't really afraid. So even talking about, like what I talked about before with the Oakley situation. Right. You had LeBron come out. Right. You had D-Wade come out, say it wasn't right. All these different players who are the main polarizing players say, no, no, no. This guy might be in his position to be the owner of, a, of an NBA team, the owner of the Knicks, but what he did was not right, and I'm going to talk about it. You know, for me as an actor, you know, like actors right now, because obviously now it, with social media, you know, award shows, everybody can articulate their opinion, and I think that's great. Mm. And I think, you know, whether you agree with it or not, you know, actors, like, the thing is, shut up, you're just a dumb actor. You know, athletes, I think Ali being, you know, the, 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 at the top of it, but with the Jim Brown and a lot of, you know, Bill Russell and Oscar right. and those guys, you know, have always sort of, like, their voices wanted and, and, and heard, you know, and, and Jordan took a lot of flack because he never said anything about anything. He was just be, being Jordan. And some dudes just like, yo, I have feelings, but this is just not my agenda. Obviously, that was a different time. Do you think guys get nervous to say things? Do you think guys get, you know, scared to, to, to participate? And what do you think athletes can do by being vocal and being on the front lines with their voices and their opinions, especially with all the stuff that's going on in the world right this minute, 2017? When athletes are vocal, when Kaepernick was vocal and he started talking about everything that was going on, he started talking about politics, he started talking about the killings by the police and everything is mass incarceration. He started saying those words. He brought a conversation to, to people who didn't want to have that conversation, mm -hmm. who felt uncomfortable um, having that conversation. He they, he invaded their sacred football that they wanted to have just apolitical. Mm -hmm. With the WNBA, right, after everything that happened, as an entire league, they started wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. They, they and, and it, it, is, it was so gangster. Like, I had to get them props on what they did. Yeah, they went to the media, right, after their right. games. They said, we're not talking about nothing except for what, what is going on in society right now. They're talking about Alton Sterling's murder, Flannel Castile's murder, and Black Lives Matter, and that's what we're talking about. We're answering a little bit of your questions. We won. We didn't do this, this. Then this is all we're answering. As a league, they right. did that. 
That was dope. Was what, was what is your take on it, Kenya? Because you grew up hard, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's like you, 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 you know, you, you understand. I think both sides because when you get the kind of success you get as an NBA player, how you grew up, what you grew up around, what you were exposed to doesn't change. Yeah. What, what is your feelings about uh, you know athletes speaking out? You know, yeah, and again, I think, I think it's changed since you left the league. Yeah, I think some guys try to protect their brand, mm-hmm. you know, and not and not say anything. They they afraid of the backlash or or what might be said of what of the. Uh, of their statements. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, some athletes give vague statements. Some right. they go out there and just to get the people like, I said something. Mm-hmm. And you have other people that's actually boots on the ground. Right. Like actually doing the work and being a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm um, the solution and yep. not the problem. Like Kaepernick, like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. No matter what comes with that, I'm going to stick by my guns. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my guns and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it in every game and and other people follow suit. Right. Other people see, like, you know what? He does have a point. Right. Why, does, why is he the only one doing it? Yep. I got his back. You know? And it's, and it's different for everyone. You know? Um, like, somebody, like, somebody, like it's, it's, it's people's things that they, like you say, they grew up around. They're not going to change. And things like we're in position now to be able to help and be able to speak out. And Eton's doing an excellent job of getting the message out there that, that needs to be said. Right. You know, it, Things need to be talked about, need to be addressed, and there's no bigger platform than we have now with all the social media outlets yeah. that, um, that we have, man. And and like, but to each his own. To each his own. Some guys that, like I said, they don't want to get involved with it, but I, I honestly think more guys should. LeBron James of the world, the 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 Tom Brady's of the like right. guys who people actually pay attention to. Right. You know whether you agree or disagree, have a panel. Right. Sit down, have open discussion. That's I think only, it's important. Yeah, have open discussion. And we you can all have come open. from different things. We all have different views. We all not going to agree. That's that's just that's life. Right. But be able to sit down and talk and have that dialogue back and forth and and get it out there. Yeah. If you get it out there, like like you said, Kaepernick got it out there. Yep. And people follow suit. So just getting the issues out there, talking about them, discussing them, and. Might not be able to move past every issue, but you get it out there, you get an understanding on what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and and things can work out. Things can work out. We can coexist, man. This is the two-man weave now. It's the three-man weave. Michael Rappaport, Eton Thomas, Kenyon Martin. We got a big lineup here, okay? I'm not going to say, uh, you know, we got any three-point shooters on this lineup here, but I got some big guys in the post. I'm going to throw it, move the ball. I'm the point guard of this. Eton, are you enjoying the All-Star weekend? What is your take on this, because just just as a as a hodgepodge of people getting together, right? I think the game is fun. It's interesting, but the people watching is fantastic. We got pre Mardi Gras. We got it's raining, uh, crawfish and gumbo, <laughs> and we have NBA All Star Weekend. Are you enjoying yourself? What are you seeing? What are you liking? What are you not liking about being down here in New Orleans for All Star Weekend? Oh, first of all, the people in New Orleans are great. I mean, it's, it's interesting because you know I live in D.C., so I'm walking down the street and everybody's like, you know, hey, how are you doing? You know, and I'm like, hey, I'm doing okay. And it throws you for a little bit. You know, people don't just speak for no reason. You know right, what I mean? Right. But, Everybody's so warm. Everybody's all nice. And you, you go to a restaurant. The waitress is checking on you like seven times. You know, right. that, that doesn't really happen like that. No. You know, I know so, you mean. I mean, it's just a, the, the people are so warm. And in Mardi Gras, you know, the, the, the energy and everybody's having a good time. And it's just it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And the, what I like about All-Star Weekend is the networking that you can do. Right. You know what I mean? You're starting to see different people that you can work with and, 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 and move, move and join 
You know what I mean? Combine different things that you're trying to do. And, and that's the beauty of All-Star Weekend. You know, we, we have a lot of networks that sometimes we don't take advantage of as definitely, players. Definitely. You know what I mean? So yeah. we, we see each other. No Especially while we're playing. No question. Especially while we're no playing. question. So we start, we start meeting each other and talking to each other a little bit more and seeing what each other is doing. And, and we connect. You're really holding on the cards and using <laughs> things like that. Now, right. Because we have to. You know. Now, now a lot of a lot of ex-players, former players, are, are showing up, uh, uh, signing on to Ice Cube's Big Three League, three on three. I've been asked to get on a few teams. I'm I'm, I'm waging my options. Okay, <laughs> I am. I'm just going to keep it honest. I feel you. I, I told Cube time constraints. You know, nah, I'm just I'm just be, saying it's like you know like you, the money makes sense. Maybe I'll play. Maybe I'm not. Okay, <laughs> I got, got you. you. Have you, you thought about this? Oakley's coming. We got right. AI. Right. Are you guys? Are you are you guys thinking of what? What do you oh. think of this? Like, I think it's fun yeah, for the fans. We're, we're both I was, yeah, he's all he he just signed on. I was the, I think I was one of the first guys to say yes. Oh, you're playing. I have my own team. Right. So wait, wait. My whoa, team whoa, name's whoa. Trilogy. Yeah, Time we're, we're out. Listen. We're both on. Hey, Can listen, my team any? name is Trilogy. Hold up. That's fantastic. Uh, why am I just finding out about this now? <laughs> you know my agent exists. I mean, like yeah, we, uh, we probably would have got to that. We nah, just need to get. Uh, I know you. Listen, I know your body's work. You know what I'm saying? I understand your body work. Wait, 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 wait. Celebrity game MVP and all that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But. Listen, hey, Mike, see there's money on the line? Yeah, I got and, it. I got, and, I got five hard fouls. I, I will make you no, proud but, with the uh, hard fouls. But you can't foul out. But you can't foul out. That's the thing. You can't foul Yes, I can. No, you can't. Not in this league. Not you in can't. the league. Oh, you mean you can't right. foul out. The league, right. you can't foul out. See, the thing is, like, there's money on the line. Like, right. We were, like, we're playing for, like, first through eighth place, right? And I don't like where this listen, is going. You're my friend. You? Listen, listen, you're my friend. He's talking kind of. You're, hey, you're, you're a straightforward listen, guy. Hey, you're my, you're Give my, it to me straight. You're my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get to you. Listen, you're my friend, right? But when it comes to this money, like. This might man, not be the, this yeah, might not be the business opportunity. It's not, yeah, this might be because, listen. Because there's a draft process that we're going to do. That's like, what I'm saying. So there's a draft. I'm like, available. They're going to be. I'm, like, we might lose friends because of this. Like, if a guy that I'm cool with is on the board. And the eye test for me, I don't think you in shape. Right. I'm going to skip over you. Because there's a combine. There's a, listen, there's a – hey, listen. So you playing so too? A, I'm playing. Hey, there can be a difference. Like, it's first through eighth place, right? Right. First place gets a certain percentage of the, the total revenue. Right. Second place get so it's slotted down all the way to eight. So, I Rex Chapman, listen, I'm just – So it's not – listen, I'm not trying to come in eighth. I got you. I'm saying, right. not saying you're going to make me come in I eighth. I got you. But – a line has been drawn in the sand, Canyon. The two-man weave. It's a two-man league. With the, do you guys expect this league to be competitive? I think it's going to be great. So know? we need motivational speakers. Like, that like, I got. I, you got you know what I'm saying? We there need we a pep go. talk before every game. I got you. Bring in, get us right. Get I'll us, get, saying, get people's get us heads in. right. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? All right, Eton, it's a pleasure Trash to meet you. Trash talking is allowed in this. I got you. Yes. Trash talking is allowed. Now, if you want me to trash talk on behalf of your team, and I'm not actually on the team and sharing percentage, percentage I, I, a brown paper bag filled up to the top might work for me. Not Listen, <laughs> this is a two-man weave. This is Michael Rapport, Kenyon Moore, and Eton. Thanks for having us. Listen, on NBA, on TuneIn Live, we got Rick Kamla, Corey Maggetti, Rex Chapman. It's a special time today, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. The guest list is ridiculous. Steph Curry, Dikembe Mutombo. These are one-name guys, okay? Horace Grant, Muggsy Bogues, and Gary Payton will all be joining Rick Corey and Rex Chapman here on NBA, NBA TuneIn live from the Big Easy. Thanks for joining us. The two-man weave, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, Eton, thanks for having me. I'm think, <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'll be looking forward to seeing you at the three-on-three the three tournament and Sounds continue great. doing everything you're doing. Appreciate it. Appreciate so Michael it. Rappaport will be right back with Rick, Rex, and Corey. Yeah. 
You've been listening to Two Men Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans, right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.